everybody, and welcome to episode 365 of Digigame Apocalypse. I'm your host, year-round, Michael Raparez. Who else is here in the mystical, magical Jeffrey Watkins Memorial Studio of the Airwaves? Oh, from patreon.com slash laser time that supports the whole network. Hi, it's Chris Antista, and disinfectant flows through my veins. I will beat this pirate. (laughs) And... All 525,600 minutes of me, Matthew Allen. Oh, my. And special guest, nobody. No, it's just the three of us this week. Just Good. The we are having an intimate celebration because this is our 365th episode. That means if you played an episode a day in any year except this one, you would not run out until the end of the year. You could listen to all of us, and it would take you 365 days. Yes, oh. but if you did it in this year, it would feel like 365 years it as would. you did yes, so. Yes, yes. I, I, I have no idea how long it's going to feel like once it's finally 2021. It's... Do you want to hear all our dumb thoughts on Overwatch? Listen, seven <laughs> years ago. <laughs> they were probably terrible then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes, this week, per the suggestion of friend of the show great friend of the show, Dave Rudden, we will be focusing on games in which you can experience all four seasons in in ways that sometimes affect gameplay, sometimes affect story, but are always interesting and poignant. But before we get to that, Chris, I think you wanted me... I had a game deal! Yes, you wanted me to play this sound. Take my advice and do as I say. Save a little money for a rainy day. I missed that. What are you buying? I, mi- I missed that. I found the ultimate game deal because what is suffering the most during the coronavirus as we're all sheltering at home? Everything. Uh, in terms of games, not just physical games, mm. not just multiplayer games. Couch uh, multiplayer? But games you have to physically play together with mm. strangers. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Such as things you'd find in arcades and that arcade one-up machine. Have we all had our eyes on those things for a little while? Like, Michael has a Kinda, yeah. decent arcade. Like, he, he, you got a ridiculous deal in an arcade machine, goddammit. I, I wish did. I would have taken that shit. I got the most ridiculous deal. Uh, oh, my God. But I've always wanted my own arcade machine, and I saw... That those arcade one-up, those little mini, vaguely emulated machines, they were marked down from three hundred uh, to fifty dollars. It seemed $50. like a mistake. It's like one of those pricing mistakes. It's like uh, my blue heaven, where he takes the price gun and just well, is hitting the stakes with the, with the <laughs> low prices. It's so rugula. No, it, it's it's uh, just a shitty. Some of the best things I have that I'll sell to like put my kids through college. Uh, should they ever find me? <laughs> is, is, are things that like retailers there was this mystery science box set um, with a physical Tom Servo inside of it and Best Buy's like these are taking up too much space get them out of here five bucks I'm like they're worth hundreds online yeah. and I bought all of them nice <laughs> and, nice. and so they, there's only so much space for those arcade one-up machines that are a success and there are more coming and they're only getting bigger and they just unleashed and I hate this the new golden tea. <laughs> So nah. Golden Tea comes in, and it's going to be inexplicably popular. So that meant yeah. Pac-Man and 
Street Fighter and Asteroids had to go. So those things were discounted to $50. I'm surprised those, because there's like so many other versions of that machine that I would have thought is less popular. Like they have a Rampage version, which I love Rampage, don't get mm. me wrong, but like probably not flying out the shelves like Street Fighter 2. I know. Yeah. I, I always think of it as like people a little older than us with wives. Like they can't <laughs> justify not only the, the size and space they take up, but the mm-hmm. energy. We've never talked about these things before, so bear with me. Uh, yeah, but, it fits yeah. in my man cave, which is a small broom closet under the stairs. But it, but it does. It is a thin, six-foot, beautiful mm-hmm. object. It really is. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, fuck this. I'm going to go go get one. I talk to my and buddies first, you obviously. you have to put it together yourself. So there's that, that masculine DIY aspect in it, there. Dude, it felt great. It was way better than buying Flintstone Legos for, with my <laughs> Barnes & Noble gift card for my aunt. Uh, and and I, I went there to get the Street Fighter one because my buddy who's housing his arcade parts in my garage says, like, oh, I have all the parts. We can mod it so it plays every arcade game nice. ever. I have all the parts. I'll just give you the parts because you've been putting my shit up. I'm like, oh, okay, 50 bucks. I have my own main machine that is this gorgeous, uh, like, arcade obelisk tribute to blah 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 and I went in there to get the Street Fighter one because it had the 12 buttons mm-hmm. yep um, and two six, sticks 12 buttons two sticks 12 of. buttons and I asked the guy for the Street Fighter when he comes back with the Pac-Man one and I was just like oh man he's like is this all that you had like yep and I'm looking at it and like this Pac-Man machine is really pretty and I was maybe telling you guys that like I wasn't old enough to remember Pac-Man coming out but no, I remember, it was, like, it was just always there. It was ever yeah. present. Every for all of us. dude, I've seen Pac-Man machines on the grass where I played soccer. They were that ubiquitous. They were next to Coke machines on wow. dirt. They were yep. all over the place. So the art, so I'm like sitting there looking at this thing, and the guy, and the guy's like in the cutest voice, like, "We might have a Street Fighter in there." I'm like, I'm not going to get mad and say that I asked you for Street Fighter when you brought this out and left for 20 minutes and had me look at it. But I became very attached to the look of the Pac-Man arcade machine. He's like, oh, the Street Fighter, when he came back out, that was $40. So less than $100, I could have two machines. God damn. Yes. And I called my, and I called my buddies, because it is the Street Fighter and Pac-Man machines at every Walmart. On, on Amazon, they retail for $300 or $600. This is still happening. <clears throat> Uh, and yeah. so I, I had like I just got obsessed with the Pac-Man cabinet. I'm gonna take the Street Fighter guts out and put it in the Pac-Man cab. So this pretty yellow Pac-Man cab. Uh, and then I decided to put the Pac-Man guts into the Street Fighter cab and sell it online. <laughs> and I did. And I, it is the only game just deal. Sell it I've online ever, is Street Fighter in quotes. <laughs> I, if you could see my listing, it's like not every Pac-Man cab comes in a Street Fighter cabinet. It's two pieces of nostalgia for the price of one. Uh, impress your friends and and uh i i didn't think i could do it my girlfriend's like see what you can get and like because i sold it on facebook marketplace the normies don't know how much this is worth and i i feel terrible about it but i sold it i basically made a profit nice congratulations I made a profit on this uh yeah i i got the one thing that i wanted the Street Fighter controls and a yellow pac-man arcade cabinet and my friend is has ordered me the main parts all the main parts that I need. I mean, have, have you maimed up one of your arcade machines? Is, has anybody done that in their home? I used We've to all work, dreamed of that. I used to work in an office that had a main machine. Um, I won't say where it was because they probably weren't allowed to, but they, it had hundreds and hundreds of games, and it was the coolest fucking thing ever because it's right. basically like a Windows interface. And I remember like using the trackball on the machine as the mouse and like, okay, here's the game I want to play. Boom. And it's just like, it, it, it was one of those things where I'm like, well... 
I've always dreamed about having all of these machines at one at one time, and then it's like once you get it, you're like, I'm not really going to play any of these. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to play I like three same. of these games for five minutes and then not touch it for months. I thought the same thing. When my lady was watching the TV that I play Final Fantasy VII on, I have beat Street Fighter five times with five different characters. Wow. See, but well, what I was going to say, though, is... Even though you don't play them, I think they're still cool. Like if you use them as furniture to look at and to complete a room, then like they they do kind of serve a purpose. Although I'm already having to like rein in my dreams. I don't it's need true. the actual physical shrinking of my dreams to remind me that I didn't make it the way I thought I would. <laughs> I mean, I think you did make it the way you thought it would. And either way, that machine would be behind you in the garage right now, just like it is, Michael. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be in the main room, but because I got the classy-looking Pac-Man one, it looks great in yes. the living room. And uh, It's such I, cool art, because you never see Pac-Man drawn that way. It's just oh, the weirdest... stupid fucking legs, and it, it's like pre-Hanna-Barbera, and they don't know what he looks like, and <laughs> yeah. oh, it's awful. It's like squishy I remember seeing that for Pac-Man, years. I'm like, like, are you stretched. sure that's Pac-Man? Like, that's not Where's Pac-Man. his hat? <laughs> that character is oblong, sir. Yeah, I, he's, he doesn't even look like he has a smoker's he, cough. He looks like an egg with, like, two appendages just sort of dripping off him and, like, bending up at the ends. Yeah, but he's like a squid. He looks like a do, melted wax candle. Yes. It's weird. I hate people who flip things online, but I was joking about it. I'm like, uh, free delivery and free assembly and my time costs money so that's why this is extra and somebody bought it anyway <laughs> mm. yeah so like uh, they bought they bought basically what i assembled was spare parts from the thing i wanted i have never been happy happier with a video game purchase in the last 10 years i really haven't uh i, yes. I, I yeah that i made my money back and then some but I, w- I will say like if you want to find these machines they're at every walmart that you know of sadly you have to download the app search for went up arcade machine and look at nearby store. There's one of two things. The Walmart sub stores are almost as bad as what's happening on Amazon. Like a bunch of people basically pirating the same thing. Mm. Uh, when you look at Amazon, yeah. the third party sellers, that's pretty much what Walmart. None of us shop at walmart.com, but it is a mm-hmm. fucking cesspool. Look yeah. at nearby store. And yes, you're going to have to wave, wave a, you're going to have to brave a little bit of the coronavirus in there. So mm-hmm. bring your mask and your gloves. But <laughs> no uh, one else will, I'm sure. I have, I've never been happier. For ninety dollars, I walked out and made a twenty dollar profit. Congratulations! <laughs> and, and I and I have a Pac-Man Street Fighter machine. And I showed you guys pictures. It doesn't look anywhere near as bad as you you would think. Mm, looks uh, good. Yellow cabinet yeah, no, with cool. gray. With a bezel that has all the, the championship edition characters. It's fucking wonderful. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. But while, we're, while we're talking about miniature arcade machines, um, I was playing around with the Neo Geo Classic Mini, whatever it's called, uh, mm. which I have even though I have the full-size version because it's small and has a little screen and is more convenient. It's an HDMI out. Yeah. Also, it has a game on it called Blue's Journey. And uh, I know I played this for you guys, but you have to pretend to be surprised because I went just just playing the first level of that game, going to the shop, and what do I hear? And those of you who grew up with Sesame Street might recognize that tune. And if you're having trouble placing it, I'll play it for you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. The ladybugs came to the ladybugs picnic. 
Well, it's it's weird because like this might be another can game <laughs> where we discovered that or no Seth Killian told us that Parappa the rapper had stolen a track from this German band called Can Sample before it was legal right and I've seen like one person mention this in the comments on a YouTube video I've seen no discussion about it so I have to assume I am among the first to notice this. This, uh, it's weird that your frame of reference is Cangate and mine would mm-hmm. be like Vanilla Ice with uh, Queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the, the most obvious I, example. But it's, it's also just weird that a Japanese-developed game from the 90s is cribbing from a, a Sesame Street song from, like, what, the 70s? It also it also might be a happy birthday situation where that one asshole who copyrighted the birthday song... Mm. Sang along to a public domain tune. Yeah, well, that's what I thought. Like, is this a public domain like folk right. song? And like, when I, looking it up, I can only find references to like, oh no, it was written by this guy for Sesame Street, and it aired like in this date, and so. And this isn't true, but I do love that um, on the anniversary of Sesame Street, Adam Savage, the MythBusters guy, talked about it because his father financed everything they did. He did like three Sesame Street animations a year. That was Adam Savage's dad's job wow. making ladybugs picnic Damn. shit like that yeah um i think I, I i started i went down a rabbit hole and started watching like old sesame strand animations which is Fucked great up, a if you want to see like a lot of really weird creative animation and b if you want to suddenly realize this is where all those nightmares came from <laughs> <laughs> well, i hate to tell you but they you called them old. They still use those animations, right. like yeah, they, but they, they're, they're from the seventies. They think a lot of them are older than I am. They they are, but, but like in their current day products, yes. like there's like Elmo apps that will play old ass animations oh, wow. to show no, you the that, ABC. That's how they, they they mixed them up, like they were music videos on MTV. You would see those things for twelve to twenty years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and I do want to say. At some point, there's an overworld theme in the Final Fantasy VII remake that's that has a refrain that is just Eddie Murphy's party all the time. I, I, My I can't girl likes to party, party all the all time, time, party all the, all the time. time. You don't get me started on that song. That song is the jam. That so, song is awesome. It's no Eddie Murphy in the butt. That's also a great song. <laughs> in, yes, true. And I know I went off tune there, and yeah. I do apologize. So this this revelation is coming to you from me, the person who figured out that, uh, hey, Irene Liu in Ninja Gaiden is patterned after Sean Young from Blade Runner and had the composer for Ninja Gaiden 2 say, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> or, or the guy who said Persona 5's music is so great, it sounds like Sesame Street music. That's me. <laughs> yeah, that's you. Uh, because I didn't know what a fucking... Shit, harpsichord. It's the funky clave type instrument. Sesame Street and Japanese game development. One just feeds into the other, man. It's all a big human centipede of music, man. Gross. I'm almost done with FF7, and I think for patrons, we're still threatening to do a VGA Gaiden. I would love to talk about that for an eternity because I Mm -hmm. love that game so much right now. Oh, man. I can't wait to talk to you guys once you finish it. It's so. Weird. I'm going to finish it. I'm going to finish it. I finished another game that we're going to be talking in the new releases segment. But, uh, uh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And, and yeah, we've got we've got some big-ass Assassin's Creed news. My favorite franchise is just revealing its, its next setting. So mm-hmm. uh, we can talk about that in the segments ahead. For now, we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we will jump into the top five 
seasonal games, whatever we decide to call this. Stay tuned. Hello, fellow nerf herders. Did you not like Last Jedi, Rise of the Skywalker, or would you just prefer a majority of Star Wars fans take a slow walk into a volcano? What I'm saying is, are you sick of Star Wars? Well, I thought I was, but my co-host Jeremy and Adam beg to differ, except when they don't. Get ready for a whole lot of love, a whole lot of hate, and a whole lot of geeky therapy in our new series, Sick of Star Wars, with a big giant question mark, exclusively available at patreon.com slash laser time. Here's a little taste. My However, if you'll indulge me, I wanted to throw it back to the patrons of patreon.com slash laser time who chimed in with their Phantom Menace anecdotes, what happened after they saw it, because this, uh, this I'm equally fascinated by. The 16 years in between Star Wars and the three years between Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. Do you, do you approach Attack of the Clones like a hot stove? Like, oh, I don't want to get burned again. Oh. <laughs> I guess because like most of our listeners are younger than me specifically. Had no problem with Phantom Menace in the theater. And I'm saying, yeah. once again, that's fine. I love a lot of bad movies too, and I will defend them to death. So go for it. Sure. Um, <laughs> Calamari says, I was working at a Target uh, as a stalker at the time. I remember we opened up a box of nothing but Jar Jar dolls. You know, the kind with the pull string. And of course, uh, we had to try one. Not knowing the character's speech patterns, everyone on the floor swore up and down. They heard the doll saying, Hello, me's a cocksucker, B. My <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's Sick of Star Wars, available exclusively at patreon.com slash lasertime, along with weekly bonus shows, over 100 movie commentaries, exclusive bonus podcasts, and more for just five bucks. And that's in addition to the brand new show, Sick of Star Wars, an angst-ridden podcast saga told in nine parts. Listen long and prosper. This is so wizarding. And welcome back to our top five, where we're going to talk about what? Season, uh, games with seasons. I'm yeah, guessing. games yes. with seasons. And these have to be somewhat organic seasons. We're not going to talk about the Zelda Oracle seasons, where you can just change the seasons at the drop of a hat. No, you must be at the mercy of the seasons. Wait a minute. I, wait, you guys said this. I thought we were talking about the four seasons. I was so ready to talk about Walk Like a Man and Can't Take My Eyes Off I was of just, You. I just had like a bunch of Vivaldi tracks queued up. I don't know. Yeah, they have a great double dragon uh, in a Combat Tribes cabinet over there at the Four Seasons. You gotta try it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Number five. Hey, idiots! Jimmy's gonna kick your ass! Jimmy! No, I got you! Oh, what could oh. this be? Jimmy's going to kick your ass. Jimmy's is this Bully? Kick, this is Bully. Oh, shit. A.K.A. So Canis Canum Edit for our UK listeners. Does this take place over the course of a semester yeah, or a like school a school year? year. Yeah, and it begins, it begins in fall, I think, and then quickly becomes winter and stays winter for a while, and then it becomes spring again, and... The town around the academy changes with the seasons. Like, it gets all snowy. Inexplicably, you can still ride your skateboard on snow, but uh, why not? Hell yeah. yeah. Just becomes a snowboard. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But holidays are marked at various junctures in the story. For example, here's you talking to your early friend Gary on Halloween when he's dressed up in an SS uniform. What else is going on? Not much. Let me see. Uh, it's Halloween. All the prefects are at some party, and the teachers are entertaining, I use that word loosely, the kids. No, I'd say the opportunities for fun are pretty much nil. What do you have in mind? Come on, you'll see. I don't know much about boarding school culture in the U.S., but do we have prefects, or is that purely a British thing? I have no Mm. idea. 
I, I do know, but uh, we literally had a prince in Britain dress up in an SS uniform, so that's a oh, thing. Fun. Huh? Remember oh. when that happened? Mm-hmm. What yeah. season does that happen in? Because I'd really like to vacation to another country <laughs> while that's going on. Yeah. So I um I bought and started playing Bully recently. And oh, I, you're the sucker. I noticed something. Yeah, because it's, it's always on sale for super love, cheap when Xbox has their sales. I think it's one of the best games that Rockstar has made. But here's the problem is Rockstar games, I think in our minds, they've they've always kind of had this formula. But go back and play that game. It, they are so much better at making games than they used to be. <laughs> like, it does not hold up. It's just... I don't know. It's that, and I'm, I was playing through um, the Warriors. I was telling you guys, the Warriors holds up a little bit more, but even then, it's so clunky in parts. And you're you like, mean, "How is games this?" Games from the PlayStation Two era are clunky now. Yes, this is true. <laughs> this is. But I was playing the the remaster that they have on three. There's this 360 remaster, but it's it's tough to go back and play. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what, that's what I've always wondered. It's the one Rockstar game I've never played. Which bully bully. Yeah. Oh, really? See, wow. that, that's the reason I bought it, is I'd heard so many great things. I'm like, oh, I cannot wait to finally play this thing. Well, and it's, it, I, it doesn't I hold up. I absolutely loved it when it came out. I still remember that, like, the discourse among, like, people who hated video games was like, oh, this game is going to come out and it's going to encourage bullying and it's going to encourage school shooting and you're going to be a school shooter and you're going to be a kid who kills people. And then it comes out and it's just like, yeah, what if Dennis the Menace was in high school? Yeah, uh, and got into yeah. fights all the time and was using a slingshot on people. What if you got to play as Clint Eastwood and Yojimbo? Mm-hmm. I still remember That's... like getting getting review code in at the the games radar offices and like some of our coworkers who weren't in the editorial department like coming over and being like, "How do you, how do you can you shoot that guy? Can you can you can you get a gun and kill people? Why why can't you? This this game's fucking lame. <laughs> like they wanted it to be GTA but with teenagers, which I think which it, it might... isn't. It might only think of like things like Dongon Rampa. Hmm. It is a little lame compared to what's happening in those games hmm. uh, yeah. at this point. But but I I always like the premise that like you are not a bully in Bully, despite the hmm. name. The name refers to Bullworth Academy. But you get to this school and you're you're just kind of like tough, hard nosed kid named Jimmy Hopkins who really just wants to be left alone. And nobody will leave him alone because there's all this petty squabbling and these ridiculous politics at this this stupid boarding school that his mom shipped him off to. Mm -hmm. And so the thing with Jimmy is he is really, really good at fighting. So he tries to just beat people so that they'll get in line and stop hassling each other. And it starts out like he sees people hassling the nerds. And so he steps up to protect the nerds and then the nerds become too powerful and they start bullying everyone else. So he has to, I've the never nerds seen down. such a thing. <laughs> well, if you think about it, what this game actually is and the way I, when I started playing it, I saw it right away. This is a prison game, not a school. Kinda, game. Yeah. Yeah. It's really yeah. more of a prison game. Right. It's, it's you're, you're there, you're locked up at the Academy and you have to fight. Things about school, particularly British boarding schools, which I feel like this yeah. was supposed to have been set in like this is, I don't know that there's anything quite like this in the U.S. It's certainly not as common as it is in the U.K. No. I, I no. am just throwing out a plug here. I just started watching the fourth season of Brockmire, which shoots itself 10 years in the future, 2030, while predicting there will be a fever that takes us all, hmm. uh, where he's supposed to become the commissioner of baseball. And he's, <laughs> he talks to his boss, who's the billionaire owner of baseball. He's like, look, I know you don't like me. He's like... I don't like you. You're a billionaire. I treat you like a the biggest Nazi in a prison. Like I, 
I, Were you I'm Harry nice Carey? As I need You're, to be. Is that your Harry Carey impression? Dude, that's that's what Brock Meyer is delivering wonderful fucking oh. woke soliloquies. <laughs> hey, hi, hi. If you are a hot dog, would you eat yourself? I know. You have not I seen Brock Meyer. If you're if you're questioning my impression, that shit is. Uh, how did America become an ass nation? <laughs> well. Uh, but the um yeah the, the the seasons in bully so it's not just mm. that like oh part of the game mm. is in winter again they do try to reflect the holidays and probably no holiday is more special in bully than christmas oh there you are jimmy i'll make this quick your mom has sent you a christmas present just great i know you are very lucky your mom is so nice you may go now the Christmas present, by the way, is a horrible light-up Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer sweater, which you can wear yeah. freely at any time, no matter the season. Man, do you remember, like, how long ago was it that we saw a Harry Potter, like, current-gen game leak that was supposed to be announced? Uh, part of One of my favorite things about Harry Potter as books, and I think the movies sort of lost this justifiably because they have to tell a, a story, mm-hmm. is... It is a year of your life. Yes. Yeah. As, Christmas a is a age. big part of the Harry Potter. Film. Right. And we so are jumpers books. or sweaters and shit like that. Yeah. And Every Christmas, things. Ron Weasley's mom sends both Harry and Ron yes. their, their Christmas yep. sweater. They don't get to yes. go home for Christmas. And that's and that's that's one of the reasons I always wanted to play bully because it seems like a summer camp that operates all year round. <laughs> I was going to ask, like, do they do they show summer? I mean, if not missed opportunity, the summer DLC would have been huge. Summer school DLC, man. I don't, my memories yeah. are sketchy, but I, I think it ends before summer happens. Mm. It, it's in the credits. They all go to the Catskills. They're all wealthy yeah. people. <laughs> <We can't laughs> yeah. That's true. They're going to a boarding school in the U.S., for God's sake. But but also, Christmas is that magical time of year when you help a drunk living in an alley entrap kids in a Santa scam. We gotta fix this dump up. <laughs> Look through some trash cans for ornaments or any junk that sparkles. This is a classy operation. We gotta look the part. Oh, come on, man. With your whiskey breath and your weird manner? You just scream Christmas spirit to me. Of course, I do. But this dump needs to look nice. I like that it kind of goes into a Bobcat Goldthwait impression toward the end. Oh, I thought he was, I thought it was another Brockmire impersonation. There we go. <laughs> Bringing it back With around. your whiskey breath and your ass, dude. <laughs> and your weird manner. <laughs> Who talks yeah, like what, that? Yeah, what's that writing? What's that writing? <laughs> Very British. Well, Scottish, specifically. <laughs> right. It's an old school tish. It's crap. Mm-hmm. So do you really recommend this to people currently? I, I do not. I mean, That's what I, I was not, saying. Is I, I, I don't. I, would at the I, time. Michael, I, I, I know you don't. Mind. I haven't played this recently. Um, I mm. might feel differently if I went back and played it recently. But I, I still think like this this was kind of an important milestone for Rockstar. This was also like right. reading a piece about this. Uh, I remember somebody pointed out that something that I think of every time I play a Rockstar game now, which is like if you are paying attention to Rockstar's output, you will start to notice that there is a common theme, and that theme seems to be those with power will tend to abuse it. And that's true in every Grand Theft Auto. That's assuming that of the player in every Grand Theft Auto. That's true in Bully. It's true in The Warriors. It's true in everything Rockstar makes. Even Midnight Club, those Honda people. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you are abusing your power, (laughs) but everyone above you is also abusing their power in terrible ways, even the people who seem like shining community pillars. Well, I, 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 that's what I think 
like a lot of Rockstar games, it, it's mostly 90% subversive in the right ways. Mm-hmm. Everything that yeah. was controversial about Bully would be normal in a show that aired on Netflix to appeal to 10-year-olds. Yeah. Uh, nowadays, and that's why I've re- yeah. I've always wanted to I'm, see it because I mean, it I'm, was I'm highly controversial. Why that like a potato-headed kid can beat up an entire football team? But, mm. <laughs> I, but I know I definitely wanted to see it in my day. Without getting too much into like recent news stories on Rockstar, I th- I think maybe that's one of the reasons. Like, if you talk about people in positions of power, like Rockstar has always sort of been removed from the games industry, and they they could they could they could be the most powerful developer in the entire industry and yet they kind of they always stay separate you guys know what i mean like they always yeah, kind of no, do their own well thing. like they've it's... never they they've they haven't been at e3 since like what 2004 um they they kind of style themselves as like no we're like an upscale lifestyle brand yeah and they, what i guess what i'm saying is like in the industry they don't they don't throw their weight around mm-hmm. so much it, it's it's like they, they but they could well, and so maybe that's like a, com- a corporate ethos of them is like because they make this commentary in their games they're like eh you know, we we got more money than anybody else. We'll we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, Bully has Season. has changing seasons, and that's pretty cool. But is yes. it as cool as number four? Is this what I think Welcome it is? To autumn, a new beginning. Is this for the festival that never ends. Don't go anywhere. Horizon is here to stay. Yes, dude. Michael, the be latest honest. Forza game, like like, really <laughs> jerked off over the idea of autumn uh-huh. in a way I thought was ridiculous. But if you look at the game, like, yeah, no game's ever it, done this. It works, and especially in a really racing good. game, it's like if weather effects are going to have any effect in any game, it's a racing game. Michael, got to be honest though, did you put this in the four slot? Because literally, it's Forza Horizon. I, I, I 4. wish I'd been that clever. No, I did not. Oh man, <laughs> I mean, yes, I'll take credit. This uh, is Forza no. Horizon Horizon Four. Yes, this is Forza the one Horizon that they're. 4. Their big, their big feature was the weather. Yes, was, is this was, still the latest Forza? It's the Forza? latest Forza Horizon. Uh, Horizon. Yeah, but it's yeah. it's the one where it's it's set in like a compact version of the UK. So it kind of struck me as like, yeah. oh, this is sort of like the crew, except in the except being set in the US, it's set in the UK. And uh, except you will be thrilled by the ease with which a Bugatti fucking Porsche will like drive through a stone wall in the middle of Scotland. <laughs> I know that's <laughs> awesome. awesome with no damage. But the way that I think what the way yeah, that they ahead. do seasons in this is really interesting to me that uh, not only are they integrated into the schedule of events and the kind of events you can do. Welcome to the winter season. I'm putting together our winter showcase. If you can think of a driver with a little bit of experience, a lot of influence and a train to catch be sure to let me know, yeah? But they're also part of the game's live structure in that they change weekly. So, yes. Yeah, you play yeah. you play one week it's autumn, the next week it's winter and and uh, you know, in in spring you have muddier like racing events in in winter you're sliding around on ice. Uh, that is really cool to me and it yeah, and just you can't, knowing that unlike, makes me want to play it more. Unlike maybe another game on this list, you can't change your system clock and have it affect. It's it's tied to servers. You can, it's all... but it's complicated. Like I watch a <laughs> YouTube tutorial on how to do it, and it's like, okay, well, first you have to go completely offline, then restart your Xbox, then do this and this and this, and no. then you can change the, the clock manually. But it, what it does cool... speak to the thing I think that will need to happen in the next few years. Four seasons are over. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anyone in America has seen snow at Christmas in like five years. I know. I'm going to have to like we're going to have to come up with a 
Oh, what's that slush period in March where like uh, it's hot as fuck outside, but the snow's melting? What's that period where all the leaves are falling, but like uh, my car won't start because it's too hot? Uh, where I can't leave my phone outside. <laughs> is this like a weird variation of Taco Bell? What is it, like fourth meal or whatever? It's I'm like telling this. you, like four, the Four Seasons thing is going to go away because like I, I'm in Florida and like there are two falls mm-hmm. now. Yeah. yeah, Two falls. It's the yeah. new month of the Pacaloon. There's <laughs> yes. a, I mean, it's a big deal. Like uh, ski resorts, yeah, mm-hmm. are, are facing huge challenges because there's not enough natural snow. Yeah. But yes, so they don't have their own fake snow. They don't have ski resorts. The last yeah. few Christmases, my parents live in South Carolina, and I've gone to visit them. And like the last couple of days, like I when I go to leave, like late December, it's like stepping out into a sauna. Like this is not mm. normal even for South Carolina. Yeah, but I want to say. Global warming is a myth, mm-hmm. and Bill Gates uh, created coronavirus to sell vaccines to people. Right, yes. That's what... Yes. So, it's, it's, no, it's today. to I'm cover sorry. for Tom Hanks's pedophilia. <laughs> well, you're Pay only halfway into Q. the conspiracy... <laughs> you're only halfway into the conspiracy theory, because apparently it's it's not just sell you vaccines, it's to implant a microchip in all of us, uh-huh, to track uh-huh. uh, to track look, us. Look, look, so. they, they have... We would let them do that for free we would pay them for the privilege if they just right. gave us some cool convenient option that the microchip <laughs> does uh back to forza like, so one of the things play i do trivia like about... games with the microchip oh man so many people would sign up for that shit <laughs> yeah you could you could have so, your credit loaded yeah, loaded on your on your chip for for golden tea you I... could just scan your hand over the golden tea ball and yeah. automatic credit so i've barely uh, played this series but i know you guys love it so love it tell me love it well, well the, like uh, this in in particular, the latest Forza, like it's the cover image of the game. Yeah, they have the, the and, seasons, and it led me to believe that like everyone emphasizes like weather effect, rain, snow, uh, summer, but no one fucking emphasizes autumn ever. And it's it's what's mm-hmm. cool about it is it it plays into the game in two levels or three. If you mention if you talk about the live service stuff, it's like a it actually changes the driving. Because uh, the weather system makes the road slicker or, you know, in the ice or whatever. But it's also like the events available to you do change. And so it's like the map, it, it all takes place on the one big map. But the events you can actually race in change depending on the season. And so it's, it's you kind of, if you want to play that the whole game, quote unquote, with all the events, you have to play through the seasons. Which if you play, you know, it's weekly, it's about a month. You, you, you know, you'll see most of what that game has to offer in a month. And and I've, I I have uh, I have the new systems. I have a decently sized television. Nothing I like to play impresses people. And when people come over, they turn on Forza and their minds yeah. are blown. The wheels are looks, really round, man. Those wheels will never amazing. look so round. And, and the replays look amazing. Remember how when Gran Turismo sold itself? I'm like, man, these replays look like real life. Like Forza looks way more. It looks it looks astonishing, and it's yeah. it's worth noting because it's still a really a much more fun racing game than what we remember from Gran Turismo. Hmm. I hate Gran Turismo. I was never those games there. are my only real exposure to those British dudes who did that that racing show, that Top 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 Gear. Top, top Gear. Gear. Top, like their integration in it's one of the Ford's games or or, or multiple of it those is. where like they would that's how you toured the cars that you wanted yeah. to buy. You know, it was amazing. The DeLorean is all stainless steel aluminium with an AM/FM <laughs> radio. Yeah. <laughs> I just never, never, never wanted a Toyota Corolla so bad after someone describing it than in those games. The, the last time I played Gran Turismo, I think it was because I found out that the car that I, my car, was in the game, 
uh, yeah. which is like a, a Scion XA and from 2005. And so I like went to the trouble of like unlocking it and then like tried it on a racetrack. And it's like, my car fucking sucks. Your car fucking blows. <laughs> I know. It's because Michael, Michael's coming out like he has the car for a guy with a huge dick. Yes. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. he's trying to say. Every, <laughs> nothing to prove. 15-year-old hatchback that I still think of as <laughs> Nothing new. to prove. With I, video my, game stickers all over. The car I've ever had is an Acura... The sportiest car I've ever had is an Acura Integra, and I tried racing that in those games, and it it fucking blows compared to like real race cars. You're like, this car sucks. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> the Integra was the one I used in Grand Turismo Three, like a lot, a yellow Integra R. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah. Once you once you add all the cool shit to it, it's awesome. But uh, but, but like but but Fort, Forza Grand Turismo was always like, you've always wanted to sit in this car, haven't you? Like, no, hmm. never. Like, I've never wanted to sit in half these cars, and Forza. Is more interesting in that the environment is more of a factor than the cars. Yeah, uh, if that makes any sense. One of my favorite things about those games is they really show you like the American muscle car mentality is bullshit when it comes to yeah. racing because most of those yeah. cars, like a Dodge Viper, they're just gonna fishtail all over the course the entire <laughs> fucking time, too, dude. Too heavy, mate. Too heavy. The important part of racing, they don't they don't really teach you this is it's stopping. You have to know how to stop and accelerate really well to win these races. Yeah, that's, that's why, why all I, the, the I, I'm all... terrible at modern racing games. I'm no good with stopping. I just jam down the accelerator and steer. Dude, there's a line in Forza that tells you when to stop. Yeah, Forza is great. Yeah, it changes colors to tell you when you should break or when you should just be cruising. <laughs> it's amazing. You mean the line that tells me when I'm about to slam into a wall? No, yes. it doesn't mean red. Doesn't mean ketchup is coming. Mm-hmm. It means to slow <laughs> down, Michael. You. Stop. And yet, ketchup yeah. playing always that colorblind comes. is interesting. I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. The, the Forza games are way more accessible yeah. than I think people give it credit for, and I think people throw up their oh, yeah. nose at it as an Xbox exclusive. But if you have Game Pass, it's just yeah. you have every one of them yeah, available to you. Well, especially and, and, the the Horizon games. The Horizons mm-hmm. are like They're so good. Everyone loved Burnout Paradise so much. Forza Horizon's way better than Burnout Paradise ever was at this point. It's, I, remember, it's really I reviewed three. Isn't it three. the same people? Isn't it Criterion? No. 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 Okay. no, no. no. It's, uh, For, Forza's 10. Microsoft Game Studios. Oh, right. uh, and, and Turn 10 doing the Forza series. And, and, and Turn 10. And, there it is. Yeah, yeah. And, but it's just like it is all to make you have fun. If you wreck, rewind a little bit. There's no reason to stop. The rewind is race. so fucking cool. Yeah. The rewind features the best yeah. part of those games. It, it, it really is the best and it's one of the most cathartic. Like, if you want to listen to a podcast and play games and you don't know what to play and you want to play the most beautiful thing available to you and you have an Xbox and Game Pass, download one of the Forza games. They are 70 to 80 gigabyte downloads for They're a huge. Yep. Yeah. They are massive. I, I, I but, lament uh, the fact that I never got the Hot Wheels expansion for 3. The Hot Wheels expansion one of the was, most fun things I've ever seen in my life. It's, yeah, it's so cool. And, uh, but but for, for Horizon 3, yeah. Again, I, I don't know that the DLC... I don't know, Matt, that that DLC is free with it's not. Game Pass. It's, it's I not. I don't think it's, it is. Sometimes they give you discounts. So with 4, I mean, that's... that. That's what they're trying to do. They give you the game for free, and then especially Forza Horizon 4, there's like $80 worth of downloadable content that right. if you really like the game, they want you to buy. That they, that Lego pack, that Lego car pack, they want you to fucking pay for that yeah. thing. Dude. But that Hot Wheels that's, thing that's was, one, was one of the most fun things most normal game podcasts and editorials didn't talk about. It was so fucking fun. Well, if you f- found this much it's to great. talk about with Forza, I can only imagine what you'll be able to say about... Number three... Woo-hoo! 
Yeah. That is a noise we've all <laughs> yes. become very familiar with in the past few months, weeks. An orphanage? <laughs> this is huge. This should be worth a billion dollars. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I have some good news, gentlemen. C+. Oh God! I uh, just paid off my all my loans, my home loans. I beat hey, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Can, wait, wait, wait! Can free. you reach? Can you reach a point where you're you can't buy anymore or no more? Yeah, with the newest one, it's the basement. Once once you've gotten your basement and paid off the basement, there's no more house expansions you can do. Yeah. Okay. And I'm still never going to play this game again. I, I severely threw like threw off my uh, efforts to pay all that shit off when I spent nearly three million. <laughs> Bells on turnips and started in the game and like, wait, I I should I should check what the price was this morning so that I can put it into the turnip profit. Um, I haven't done anything, so it's probably okay if I just quit out and time travel back to this morning. Nope, all the turnips were spoiled. Don't time travel. That should be the image for this whole episode because that was one of the (laughs) funniest Schadenfreudes I've ever had in my whole life. Michael's avatar standing in on a (laughs) beachfront. Of dead turnips. It was so <laughs> Turnips in every turnips. direction <laughs> and uh, stretching it's... to the horizon. But, but Chris, I think you say you're never going to play this again. You just might for kind of the reason of our top five, the seasons, baby. Animal yeah, Crossing yeah. is all about the events we, we and the seasons. We haven't even gotten to summer yet, which is when you can like catch sharks and shit. And uh, That's when the bugs go fucking off is oh, during the summer. Well, the, se- yeah. the seasons are ill-defined. I remember when I... When I when did it come out? Um, March, March, March twentieth, the same day as okay, Doom yes, Eternal. How could so it, it was. It was saying at the end, when March is over, you have this much time to collect things that are available in March that will not be available in April in terms yeah. of bugs and fish. Mm. Yep, it completely alters the gameplay in a way that, like, I shall not follow you down this road. <laughs> but well, remember how pissed people were? Like, all the new bugs showed up, but it was when the bunny event was running and, and the new fish, and they're like, I'm just trying to catch the new fish, and I keep catching fucking eggs. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know? yeah, I was yeah, too yeah. busy catching new fish in prison. Oh, <laughs> oh new fish! New fish! <laughs> wow. Well, uh, you need to mop yeah. your brow there, bro. So, that was a little sweaty. Sorry, I got a little excited. <laughs> Animal Crossing does go through uh, New Horizons. We'll use this as the example, but this has always been true of Animal Crossing. Yeah. Going back to the GameCube, at least, it's I've the never premise of the, the game. The Japan it's, it's a game you play over the course one. of yeah, a year. Yeah, yeah, and it changes. And what makes it special, I think, is that it syncs with your clock, so that whatever season your Switch thinks it is, or whatever with my what system. Now? Your switch or your Wii, my clock, or your... oh clock, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, syncs with my clock. Syncs with your Got clock. It. Ah, okay. Uh, to tell you what season it is. Like your Animal Crossing is going to sink to It's fuck a clock for men. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, man. Some you know People are thirsty as yeah. fuck about some of those villagers. It's, you have to remember, so, it's East Coast for some of us, so make it a little limp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the, the look of the place changes, and I think it's also interesting that depending on the weather, the music can change. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you will get different music depending on whether it's sunny It's pretty familiar to Animal Crossing players by now. Or if it's snowing, this is what you can expect to hear in December. It doesn't even take creating a different textured sound. Sleigh bell. Yeah. 
One of my favorite tweets after uh, about Animal Crossing I've seen is Brett, uh, former co-host of this mm-hmm. show and former host of or, or host of Vigigame. Game. Uh, sorry, I'm VG totally Empire. blanking. Um, VGM, VG Empire, VG Empire. Uh, t- just tweeting out like, how about that? He, he was tweeting out the jams. He's like, fucking 11 a.m. man, mm. 2 p.m. man. That shit is hot. Like he just loves the specific hour song. It's songs. one of the first things he shared with me. Like all the different music at every different hour. That yeah. occurs during different mm-hmm. seasons. There is there was a plugin. I don't know if it still works. That I used to have in my. It was a Chrome plugin that you could choose the Animal Crossing game and it would play that hour's music in real time throughout your workday. Just if you wanted a little wow. background music on, it was the best. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then you could set it if you're like, oh, it's actually raining today. It would play the rainy day music. Yeah. So you know, which it, is different than the snowy day music and all that. The seasons in Animal Crossing dictate what you can interact with and what you can harvest and. Uh, sometimes who you'll yeah. interact with. Obviously, we've we've just met Zipper, the horrifying Easter Bunny. I can only imagine what will happen to make players dislike this character when he finally shows up. <laughs> that is Jingle. The Santa the reindeer, reindeer guy. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. The weirdest one is the Thanksgiving turkey that's like hiding the entire day. Oh, he should hide. <laughs> From me. He's so annoying. Show, try showing him your axe. See how he reacts. <laughs> mm-hmm. I will. Um, but yeah, apparently, the, the you, since this isn't just purely a single player game, but a live game, the events are not ready yet. So you can't just time travel forward to try and experience what will happen on christmas or thanksgiving i think that's what that that people haven't totally started talking about as much as people hated the easter bunny thing like that was a season event plus mm-hmm. like that has never happened in an animal crossing game before yeah and that means similar thing like they'll they'll have interesting ways to promote this game for at least the next seven months yeah that, it's that also will... very smart if you think of today's like streaming scene like that didn't exist when the last animal crossing came out or maybe it was just in its infancy, is like, you can't have people spoiling that game. Uh, the, if, if it's literally an event that launches with the servers, everyone has to experience that around the same time. And so, yeah, it's really smart of them, actually. It's like, well, this is the way we sort of get people to play the game the way we've always wanted them to play it mm. without time traveling. Year round. Mm-hmm. Uh, change that with a... to your consoles because you're at home. Question of the week, how do you capture with your 3DS? <laughs> uh... <laughs> What I want to know is, like, what happens when... So, like, let's say you're a time traveler and you're six months ahead mm-hmm. and then it's it's Christmas time. And so, the, you know, the, the Christmas event's running, but be, does it look at your system clock and go, oh, sorry, this wouldn't apply for this person and just not show you any of that stuff? Yeah, maybe. Maybe it just you don't, just don't get to see the Christmas stuff because it's not ready a, yet. I, I did a little video on the Laser Time YouTube channel about Christmas in Japan, but, like, I don't know how the seasons work. They're on the other side of the globe. They don't have snow during Christmas. You do. Maybe. Uh, apparently, um, with uh, with New Horizons, at least, it will compensate for that. So, like, Australians right, right now, well, like, yeah. they're, like, they're about to experience their winter. And so... It's, yeah. yeah but it's it, Japan is still in, in our, in our um, hemisphere, isn't it? I don't know. Roughly. I, I mean, think, it's, I think it's Japan's sort of in the southern, northern hemisphere. Southern hemisphere, but I don't think they have winter summers and summer winters. 
I don't know. I only watch out to see what Prussia is doing. Mm. Um, that's, that's the only thing I care for. <laughs> but, but it's, it's but Australia. Then, Australia is the most obvious example. Yeah, I've, like I've, they're, only, they're... I've only ever heard of the Southern Cross in anime, which is a constellation visible in the Southern Hemisphere, which is like their North Star. Also, 80% of the first Robotech movie. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. That great second it's series. It's an Dana accurate Sterling. joke. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do know about that. Hey, that was my first anime. Yeah, that probably Japanimation. turned young me into a feminist. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. Well, anyway, we're talking about Robotech. I'm so glad, by the way, that you've talked about games being spoiled, Matt, because number two is this game. Who's waiting for us at the drop off? She said there's some fireflies that have traveled all the way from another city. The girl must be important. What is the deal with you? You some big wig's daughter or something? Something like that. How long is this all going to take? If everything goes as planned, we should get you to them in a few hours. It takes more than a few hours. She should have just responded like, don't you know who I am? I am clearly not Ellen Page. Wink, wink. Clearly, even though my name is Ellie and I look exactly. I, I finished this game late and I, I played it for 20 hours and whenever I saw new footage of it I thought like ah oh, this is the last level that's what they're showing me hmm. I, I didn't realize that Last of Us has incredibly distinctive post-apocalyptic seasons yes. which is something which are the, the most... chapter breaks like it just says like spring, yes. summer, winter, fall and and yeah they, they really put a lot of work into the environment to make you feel these things like summer when the game starts it just feels really like hot and swampy and everything looks sweaty and gross. And it's like, yes, I would imagine if I was going out in the summer dressed in long sleeves and jeans like these people in whatever swamp ass state they're in, I <laughs> would probably look like this. You, you could also imagine it would exacerbate a zombie outbreak that's caused by a fungus. Yes. Because fungus oh, in I'm summer sure the, is the kind of a thing. Is having a great whatever. time. Doctors predict that swamp ass state will be for months by the time it's true. That's this true. podcast comes out. <laughs> Oh, we wrecked the environment. Yeah, we, this girl. one almost didn't make the list because we had forgotten the structure of this game. Was yeah, the, the entire chapter I, structure is based around seasons. It's, I it's think if you're cool talking thing. about Last of Us a lot with your friends, you would structure it in terms of the seasons. Yeah, because that that accurately breaks down where you are. Well, there's and yeah. and most most apocalyptic games show you at the mo- I swear movies and games show you two seasons. And the fact that this game kind of showed you all of that stuff was fucking crazy interesting. Yeah. And, and yeah, it, it, it unfolds over the course of a year. And uh, I think in a lot of players' minds, this is going to get into moderate spoiler territory. So if you haven't finished Last of Us, skip ahead or, or you know, go finish it, whatever. But I think a lot of people, the most unforgettable season is this one. Probably going to be a while. You, uh... Mind if we take some shelter from the cold? Bring him with us. Uh, him being a deer that Ellie has just killed, and this guy David wants and to. Him being Nolan North, which yeah. I did not know until the credits. Yeah. Oh, that creepy dude is Nolan North. But yes, but that's totally. I, Nolan I remember, North. like, so when you review games, sometimes publishers will send you like a packet of review guidelines, and one of the guidelines for Last of Us is do not mention nolan north's role in the game do not say anything about his character or what happens and i think i think they wanted to keep that quiet in part because 
Nolan North is in some ways kind of like the Jimmy Stewart of video game voice actors. Yeah. Like, you're a good guy. <laughs> I'm going to trust you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you trust the guy for, for multiple hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. Clarence, yeah. Clarence, we have to go hunt for treasure, Clarence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, why, why don't you go collect uh, uh, ammunition? Me and my friend Harvey over here. <laughs> well, yeah, but th- <laughs> there's, there's that, that whole segment of the game where... Uh, again, getting into spoiler territory here. Uh, Joel gets impaled on a spike in the previous scene, and it just smash cuts to black while Ellie's trying to uh, get him to regain consciousness. And then the next thing you see is Ellie creeping around uh, in the snow, and you don't know for yeah. hours what happened in the intervening time when Ellie became like this. She's clearly a self-sufficient hunter. She knows how to hunt with a bow. She's killing animals. She seems to be on her yeah. own. What's going on? She becomes reboot Lara Croft. <laughs> a little bit, I saw little bit. a lot of those clips shared, and I automatically assumed certain things about the story that I was... I finished the game a month ago, and it was A, shocked gamers didn't spoil it for me, mm. and B... It didn't go where I was expecting it to. Like, that game well, is... You can go what? spoil the second one right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, leaked online. Can. That sucks. <laughs> Assholes. Well, uh, we can get into that in the second segment. Um, it may, yeah, there may true. be more nuance to it than assholes. I, I somehow doubted it's video game. Mm-hmm. There was a line also, like... When you get to the spring portion of the game, like it really does, like you have been through absolute hell in the intervening three seasons, and spring feels like such a breath of fresh air. Everything is sunny, the color palette is light. You get to meet uh, giraffes, mild spoilers again, which I think everybody saw those screenshots. But uh, you put that in a video we made three years ago, yes, and I didn't even yes. realize like that was a huge spoiler. Kinda, kinda. It's one of the best moments of the whole game. Yeah, it really is. But there is a line at the beginning of the spring part that I didn't realize pays off in that first trailer for Last of Us Two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Feel that breeze, huh? I tell you, on a day like this, I just sit on my porch, pick away my six string. Yeah, once we're done with this whole thing. I teach you how to play guitar. I reckon you'd really like that. What do you say, huh? Ellie, I'm talking to you. Huh? Oh, yeah, sure. That sounds great. Even despite her disinterest, she does learn guitar. <laughs> That's great. I've watched everyone yeah. I love die. Uh, and, what? Oh, and, you're going to teach me how to play a six string? Honestly, yeah. every time I've heard that clip today, I think, like, Ellie, I'm talking to you. I half expect her to say, oh, yeah? What are you saying, cowboy? <laughs> It's um, Trevor's. Line Sorry, I'm just distracted reading this bad joke book that I found mm-hmm. along our journey, mm-hmm. and, and can keep reading to you. Just going to recite from, from it verbatim because we're bored. Yeah, yeah. and we're old. Not a lot of post entertainment options in the post apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, other than a shitty comic book, I can never collect every issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh well, you want to collect comic books? You go play Fallout. <laughs> True. <laughs> or Far Cry, <laughs> I guess. Anyway, Last of Us makes great use of the seasons as a storytelling device and as a backdrop and an accompaniment for what is going on in each chapter of the game. But yep. clearly, it did not make as good a use of seasons as... Getting like a residual contact high from hearing that sound. Wait, oh, Michael, wait. 
I just, I just, I just came. It's I, that, that sound is <laughs> just the right amount of dopamine in my head to keep yeah. me going through this podcast after Matt's terrible cum joke. Uh, I'm confused, and I want to come too. <laughs> this is. This is, this is Stardew Valley, also yeah. known as Better Harvest Moon. <laughs> it, it, is, Harvest it is Moon. the director's cut, the the ultimate edition of Harvest Moon for kind sure. Of. It's just, it is yeah. the fan project that sort of outpaced the original. Well, it took them long enough too. If if you read uh, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, it's like it was a labor of love for sure that paid off, which is nice to see. But yeah, mm-hmm. this this game is this game is one of the inspirations of this list because I'm like, well. Yeah, I mean, that's a game that literally depends on years, because uh, the whole, if you could say Stardew Valley has a story, the story is your grandfather has left you a farm. Um, but a lot of people forget that, like, that game starts with you working a dead-end office job, yeah, like, for, in the for city. for the Joja Corporation. Yeah, and, and so your, uh, your grandfather leaves you a farm, and you have two years to make the most of that farm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the game... The main story part takes place over the course of two years, although most people have gone well past that and, and go into oh, yeah. several you can, years. You after can that. keep playing for as long as you want, really. Yeah, yeah. But but each of those years is divided into seasons, and there are different crops that you need to grow in each season. There are different uh, events that happen. There are a bunch of different things you have to take into account. And like Animal Crossing, I decided to focus on music for this because what else are you going to focus on for sounds with Stardew Valley? But uh, I noticed the music tends to change whether you're in spring. Or summer. Or fall. Or winter. Now, these are these are only like some of the tracks. Like there are a bunch of tracks that will only play during each season. Warm in my heart, make me want to play this game. It sounds like Blade Runner, and I'm in. Oh, the, <laughs> I mean that soundtrack is just like the second you play that clip, I'm like, yeah, I know that entire song. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. This is one of those games that I, I think I've admitted on the show. I've put very few games. I've put hundreds, multiple mm-hmm. uh, hundreds into hours into, and and this is one of those on multiple systems. I, I played through it all the way on PC. Probably 100 hours plus, and then when I, I got the Switch version on sale, I just I cannot I cannot get enough of this game. This game, it's like Animal Crossing. It just makes me feel good. Yeah, um, and it reaches it's a, a, it's a stress reliever. It reached a point for me where it became as much of a compulsion or an addiction as a game. Like I have to play this every day. I have to get as far as I can. And when I got to the point where like the you know, the ending shows up and I got the prosperity statue, whatever it's called. Like, it was almost a relief. It's like, yes, I have for all intents and purposes finished this game. Yeah. I can pull the needle out of my arm. Now I need to go get married and have kids. Uh-huh. And I did. Several yeah. years and, before and, and, this and, came out, actually. I mean, you're never, you're never finished with the game because the, yeah. the guy, the creator has, hasn't, he keeps adding new shit to it. Mm-hmm. So uh, when, He'll you, never when you come let back, us go. Be... we'll never be free. Yeah. 
Nope. It's uh, yeah. This game is is the perfect, and the reason we said it, it's it's, it's like the perfect version of Harvest Moon because he 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 was basing it on there was a specific Harvest Moon game though that that it was, it was mostly like N sixty four Harvest Moon or some shit like that. Oh yeah. Um, where it was like it, it, it was something most Harvest Moon fans had agreed like hey the series sort of peaked around this time and mm-hmm. so I'm gonna riff on that. And, yeah, well, and it feels and it very distinctly like the Super Nintendo Harvest Moon, like like well, kind of yeah, almost I think it a is. clone of it. I think I think it's one of one of those. And then what's great though is he added elements. There are definitely Animal Crossing elements in this mm. game. Um, there's, there's even a, dare I say it, Farmville elements. Like that popping mm-hmm. noise when you collect oh, yeah. crops, that's, that's straight out of Farmville, baby. Yeah. It's a, but, uh, psychology, man. That's, that, that dopamine fix is, is real. Like we were joking earlier, mm-hmm. but like literally, uh, Zynga, <laughs> I think did studies. It's like, you know, when you pop, when you pop bubble wrap, that releases little dopamine oh, yeah. hits in people. And that's one of the reasons they, they made that sound sound that way. So that's who cool. were your stardew waifus? Like who'd you end up marrying? Uh, I went with the purple-haired goth girl who's good at video games because why wouldn't I? Why would you date uh, anyone else? Yeah, that's kind of the one most most people I know go. I I actually gravitated toward Penny. Mm-hmm. Um, Penny's the one that lives in the trailer uh-huh. and has to take care of care of the household for her mom, and she teaches kids during the day. She's like a school teacher. Um, she just yeah, she, I just loved her kind heart. Gravitated toward Penny. Nice, nice. Chris, you Always sort of had right? an eye for the blonde. Uh, who is the blonde? That's the kind of the cheerleader type. I don't Lives remember. in the south part of town. Anyway, <laughs> I've purposely not played this in years. Like uh, I said, so addiction, compulsion. Get it on Switch, man. You'll, oh, it's so beautiful. It. You should all play this game. Play the shit out of it. Yeah, it's it's one of the one of the best games of this generation. I think which we covered on our, our yeah, uh, best games possibly. of the decade. Quite possibly. Yeah. Um. But anyway, that's been our, our top five seasonal games. Sorry if we left out one that you really like. Um, but on that note, we will take a break. And when we come back, we are going to talk about a shit ton of new releases oh, and a bunch of news, some other stuff. So stay tuned. We had joy, we had fun, we had demons in the sun. But the stars we could reach, but the stars we gotta be. We had joy, we had fun, we had demons in the sun. But the stars we could reach were the stars we gotta be. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. But the wine and the song, like the seasons all gone. All our lives we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. But the hills that we climbed were just seasons out of Let's get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash lasertime. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. Chris, you got your COVID-19 test, and you passed? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yes, I passed. By getting it. Um, but I, they probably didn't tell you you had it from an automated phone call. No. I was talking to real people the whole time. Right. So my lady friend uh, who works in, uh, I'll say, barbarism, hairdressing, uh, she <laughs> she has she has taken to making house calls outdoors in a, sanit- a sanitized situation. The guy she talked to showed her this automated message. Have you ever been given one of those spam calls? The police and the IRS are aware of your misdoings, and like it's a robot, right? Yes. You've had one of those. Oh yeah. So he them, said, yeah. like, listen to this fucking phone call I got, I can't and wait. it sounds just like that. 
an individual who has tested positive for COVID-19, also known as the coronavirus, has identified you as a close contact. It is imperative that you promptly take the following actions to protect your health and the health of others. Please self-isolate immediately in your home. Uh, it's, yeah. a, it's a text-to-speech program, but I get a, I get a ton of these. And this one sounds just as fake as that, but it's still like, that has to be the scariest 15 seconds. Oh. And then, and then, of course, like the dude's like freaking out. Who the fuck could this have been? I can imagine this is an automated test, and they just added in my number because they didn't want to go through the personal shame of telling me I should continue to listen. You are especially at risk because you have a tiny wiener. It is so small, and therefore you will become much thicker than an individual who had, oh, let's say, even an average size or slightly below average size weenie because your weenie <laughs> is so tiny. The CDC is reporting nearly a 100% death rate for people like you who have small wieners. This is especially troublesome for you because your weenie is the smallest weenie in the whole world. So this is real because this dude still doesn't know who sent this to him. (laughs) Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. Do you like Video Game Apocalypse in 302010? Well, the LaserTime Patreon has figured out a way to combine the two over at patreon.com slash lasertime. We've taken a month's worth of 302010's games from 3020 and 10 years ago and grabbed the hosts, Michael Raparez and Matthew Allen from Video Game Apocalypse. And with our combined three decades plus in the games industry, we found a great way to take a deep dive into the biggest gaming anniversaries of the month. Here's a recent sample. 1990, the real game you guys all want to talk about, Pat Riley basketball. Actually, I do want to talk about this game. Pat Riley was the coach to end all coaches. Like, he was my favorite coach ever. He was the guy with the slick back hair. He was, if there was a man who could epitomize someone who's lived both in Los Angeles and Miami, (laughs) Pat Riley is that man. Uh, But yeah, he's the Lakers coach. I think it was Sega trying, trying to pull a bit of a Madden. They couldn't afford to get players to license stuff so much. But we could but, but it's, afford it's a coach. Than Madden guy. Yeah, they got yeah. Tommy Lasorda, then to Pat Riley, and then way later on, Joe Montana. One of the things I love about that, if you there was that great screenshot of a Japanese bat, a baseball game with all of the, all the characters' <laughs> names in it, like uh, Bobson Dugnut. Bobson <laughs> Dugnut. So this does great. not have any NBA license of any kind. And no, that's Sleeve yeah. McDyckel. That was another one. Yeah, and it also so, came it came out in Japan, so there are. The L.A. Hoops is what you would have that, known. That's the best part. The L.A. Hoops is who or, I always chose. Or the yeah, L.A. Like Rainbows in, in the Japanese version. There's also the uh, Seattle Bears, the Boston Bug, the Denver Rocks, <laughs> and who could forget the Houston Legs. <laughs> what? <laughs> the Houston, the Houston Wait, Legs. So, in addition to weekly bonus shows, over 100 movie commentaries, exclusive specials, you can get the 302010 Video Games Edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com slash lasertime in exchange for just five bucks. And you'll support all of the Lasertime shows, including Video Game Apocalypse, right guys? Yeah! And welcome back to our final segment where we will not make any gags he's lying that oh. waste time your precious it. time I'm we so did all that at the beginning of the show no, we, we had did. a game we deal did. segment we, we did all that time we we talked about the 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 blues journey thing the um you know what let's just <laughs> get into this wow where do you want to start 
Well, maybe maybe the stuff that's older that we didn't have a chance to talk about last week that we've now had a chance to play more. Mm-hmm. How's that? So I, I played a lot of Trials of Mana. It's pretty fun. I'm not calling it Trials of Mana. I refuse. Yeah, it's Trials I, of I Mana. I also refuse. And I'm going to call, keep calling it Mako in Final Fantasy VII Remake. I don't <laughs> care right. how often they say Mako. Mako and Mana. That's how no, it goes. No, Mako um, is the actor, not like Mako Sharks and Mako Energy. I I beat Trials of Mana after it's... Congratulations. Um, it's a 20... So I, gr- I... There was a... Okay, I'll get to this, but there was a point where I had to grind quite a bit to... Basically, I was grinding for an item. Mm. Um, and so I, I beat it after 22 hours, given that. But had I not done that, which then I learned later on I didn't need to have been doing, you could you could beat that game within 20 hours. So if you're craving... Here's the thing I was telling you, Michael. Like, by modern standards, it's not great in a lot of parts, but... I think the reason I loved it so much and I just I played it I, I literally took a time out from Final Fantasy 7 remake to beat this game is it's like it felt like it felt like a Super Nintendo game and I, it was just like this nostalgic comforting feeling of like oh this is like an old school RPG that just happens See, to look that, like that's a modern weird game. to say because from my perspective it feels like a new beat em up and <laughs> it's very three dimensional mm. And I feel like I'm just pummeling the shit out of monsters constantly. Granted, I am playing as, you know, the fearsome beast man named Kevin. 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 <laughs> uh, Kevin the beast man. <laughs> so so it, it's very kicky punchy for me. But uh, well, it, Yeah, the, I was going to say, actually, like one of the enjoyable things about the game, and it's pretty simplistic at first, and then as you power up, you get more abilities. The um, the CS system, the, mm-hmm. the class, class strike system or whatever. Um, but the combat's fun. The combat is just like, it's, it's just sort of addicting. It's all the stuff around it that sort of sucks. I'll be honest. There's, there's a character who I did not put in my party. Thank God. Cause I had read about this first. Oh, it's, Charlotte. Is it, Char- is it Charlotte? Yeah. Oh, I think little... she pronounces it Shawwood. She has a speech impediment in the game that they then put in the fucking subtitles. The yes. subtitles have a speech impediment. It gets really cloying after a while, and she's not even in my party. I've just met her a couple times and, in the game. Right, she cameos in my game, and after a while, you mean after two lines in yes. the fucking game. You're like, yeah. enough with this. I'm not Widow, I'm 15! There's some annoying stuff. There's some stuff that you're like, wow, this is really tropey, but at the same time, you're like, well, when this game came out, was that the trope yet, or are they establishing that trope? trope you know like it's uh i know people had complained that like oh well every character in here is a prince or a princess of a kingdom by the time you beat that game you actually kind of understand why that is and they really do come from diverse backgrounds and it's fine mm-hmm. um it's it's just a really fun game and and i i, I highly recommend it like it's like I, very rarely do i sit there and go i'm just gonna beat this 20 fucking hour game but i i got addicted and the part i was talking about is so in the game one of the cool things is you, as you level up, you unlock. Eventually, you'll unlock new classes. Um, and I played with uh, kind of the standard, what I would call the standard makeup. So Duran was my main. He's he's your like Mario. He's the most generic JRPG character you can get. You know, he's, he's, he's the all arounder. He's the all arounder swordsman swordsman type. You know, it's mm-hmm. like I don't have to fuck around with magic too much. Well, he's, he's the fighter. Like they they are yeah. delineated into classes, and it's like, do I want a fighter, a magic user, and a thief? The classic combination, do I want a cleric and I I have to listen to the cleric's terrible speech impediment for 20 hours? Right. Who's the only true healer, but Mm -hmm. you don't, you find out you really don't need a healer. You can just use items. There's so much candy scattered around in this game that you can use to heal. (laughs) 
Yeah, I went with uh, with him and then Hawkeye because I'd heard you know you were saying like Hawkeye is is it might be tough as a main, but is a really good DPS as sort uh-huh. of a supplemental. Yeah, it was a baby. That's a reference for like <laughs> yes, no one out there. Uh, I love that. I love that show. Yeah, no, Not nobody that watched Smash or its finale. <laughs> and then I went with Reese, who I guess was Lise in, in the original game, yeah. but she's the Valkyrie type character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, only one of the girls in this game wears pants. I'll say that <laughs> after so after a while the reason i chose that makeup is um after you reach a certain level you can kind of start specializing them they're all kind of generic when you first start so reese specializes to become um one her class you can there's different class paths you could take there's a light path or the dark path but dark doesn't mean bad it's just mm. a different path she buffs your party uh with with like beneficial buffs whereas i went with hawkeye he he debuffs the enemy he has the ninja class which which oh, nice. debuffs so i I had someone buffing my entire party, someone debuffing the enemy, and then I had my fighter who was really just, you know, a damage dealer specialized in, in that. And by the time – and then when I was able to choose his class, I gave him a class that I, I could throw elemental damage on all of our weapons if I needed to. And so um, it just – it became really fun to play around with that. But what I was grinding for is to get to the next tier of class. You have to find specific items. And this is where it sucks and you're like, oh, shit, this is based on an old SNES game. Well, yeah. The class – the class items randomly drop hmm. from enemies, and when you the way you get them, you have to like it's bullshit. You have to plant a seed in this. Forget it. But anyway, but you you, you plant the seeds at the inn, and then they grow into items. But the, but the items they grow into, even if you already have that class item, you can get it again. And so you you have to find the item that you plant to become the class item, and then hope you get the right class item when it spawns. And so I I took like several hours just finding the. Because the class items are specific to certain subclasses. I really wanted a certain subclass for Reese, and it's like, fuck, I, I, gr- I had to do that for hours before mm. I finally got it. But once I did, it was awesome because she was ex- it, it was like the perfect party composition. So you get to play with that a little bit, which is which is pretty fun. But um, right now I'm at the point, there's sort of an endgame secondary campaign once you beat the main one where they're like, oh, now there's this other enemy that appears. And it's sort of like, you know, think like Final Fantasy VII, now go fight the Genova or whatever the, the ultra powerful bosses so I'm kind of doing that because now there's like a fourth class you can you can find the items for and go after that huh. so I, I really like it like don't get it, you might get turned off by the voice acting and even the story seems pretty basic but the actual game itself just becomes addicting especially that combat like I can see why at the time the Mana series was, was regarded as best in class as an action RPG oh yeah 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 it totally is and the, the the combat is a lot of fun. Um, one question: Do you do you get anything like uh, it was called Flammy in Secret of Mana, the uh, the dragon that you befriend and that you can summon with like a little hand drum thing? You summon him with the Karate Kid two drum. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. So that's the same here. So I guess it's not too much of a spoiler yet. At first, you get a sea creature who looks like a derpy turtle, hmm. um, and and he can take you to certain a towns, turtle. and then. And then you unlock Flammy, and Flammy can go pretty much anywhere on the map. So it's, and it's, it's called Flammy? It's Flammy. Yeah. Oh, wow. Same dragon. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so Flammy is in this, and Flammy opens up. That's how you get to the, the Sanctuary of Mana is uh, Flammy helps you get there. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's super fun, and I recommend it. And, 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 I mean, I'm playing someone who did not play the original game back in the day because none of us could unless we imported it and i right, didn't play yeah. the remake that came out a year ago so i was just kind of playing this thing on its own merits so i i can't even imagine like 
if I had that nostalgia factor, I probably would have liked it even more, but I, I really did enjoy it. I, sorry, I, sh- I should have put this up front. I did get a code for this from Square, so, um, I, yeah. I, but I really, really like it. Full disclosure. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I paid for my FF7 remake, yeah. you motherfucker. Me too. Me too. I paid. I paid. Yeah, I, I, I did too. I, I also paid for XCOM Chimera Squad, which was only ten bucks only, at that time. It, um, it if might you be get it before May first. Yeah, this. you got to yeah. go quick. Um, I love this game so do fucking you? much. Yes, I do because it takes. It's it's basically like a silly XCOM sequel. Silly in that you are. It, it is after the events of XCOM two. Uh, XCOM has defeated the alien-controlled Advent, but a lot of the aliens are have stuck around and integrated into human society. And yeah. you are part of basically a SWAT unit that is made up of both humans and aliens that yeah. uh, goes to the experimental uh, City 31, and your job is to maintain order by hunting down various alien and human terrorist groups that are trying to disrupt daily life. And it has uh, wisecracking alien squad mates. It has a, a possibly right-wing uh, alien radio, like talk radio host named, um, I think, Floyd Tesseract, who will just pop up every so often and be like, yeah, I brought your world to its knees. What are you going to do about it? Uh, Tesseract, I understood that reference. Yeah, yeah. Um, but tactically, it's it's great. It feels like XCOM Tactics, and every stage that you go to is kind of like you know a little bit randomly generated a lot of the time. But uh, that's how two was. Two two was exactly. Um, you will go through like multiple phases where it's just like okay, now you you breach, and the the way you, that you decide to breach matters. Like, do you go in with an explosive charge through a wall? Do you go in through a door? Do you go in through yeah. multiple doors? Do you use a key card to come in, or, or do you slip in through the vents unnoticed? And yeah. uh, that, it, like, every approach can give you a different advantage or disadvantage. Two promised that, and uh-huh. it never really paid off. Like, it was like, oh, yeah, you're going to set up your first move and set up ambushes. But it was pretty much after the first turn yeah. that you attacked. It, it all fell to shit. But this one seems like it's like, no, you can actually sneak attack a lot yeah. of the way if you well, plan it, it correctly. And it does the Call of Duty thing where, like, you breach and enter and then time slows to a crawl and you can pick your target out of the various targets in the room and, like, okay, this nice. one's surprised and he has the best chance of hit, so I'm going to shoot him and then each of your squad members can can pick a different target and it's it's super fun. Uh, but the, the one drawback, if you're a big XCOM fan, is that you cannot create your friends or just a bunch of random squad mates. Every squad yeah. mate has a name and a voice actor and a backstory. And you can you can pick from multiple ones. Like, you'll be offered every time there's a recruitment. Like, you can pick three different candidates. And, mm. like, at one point I was like, okay, I can get this psionic human or this human sharpshooter. Or I can recruit a muton. Who's like this huge bruiser? Of course, I'm going to pick that guy. Why wouldn't yeah. I? <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, it's it's cool. It's kind of like Alienation plus Rainbow Six plus XCOM. You know what it sounds like to me? Um, because of the the kind of the crew and the, the wisecracks and all that, it sounds like Battlefield Bad Company. It's maybe it's a little like bit, a, yeah. A, like a lighter heart, lighter tone spin on sort of a serious franchise, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And it, it is lighter tone despite the fact that like, well, technically what's happening is very serious because I'm going through and killing, uh, terrorists who are terrorizing civilians. 
And sometimes the civilians happen to be snake men in business jackets. Um, <laughs> but that's that's a thing. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really yeah. Because in so in, in the XCOM world, the aliens, you, the way you find peace is you kind of coexist, uh-huh. right? Yeah, and also uh, you can unlock like. Uh, you, you can take down enemies non-lethally, and the more enemies you capture instead of kill, the more likely you are to get intel at the end of a round. Intel being basically one of three currencies in this. You have intel, Illyrium, and cash, and uh, each of them can purchase mm. or unlock different things. And I've gotten to the point where like, I've developed tranquilizer darts, and so every member of my squad is just equipped with trank darts, so like I shoot everyone... And they're just out cold. They don't die. And then I get tons of uh, intel at the end of the round. So that's pretty cool. I think intel was one of the currencies from Mm. 2. I can't really remember. I was going to ask you. So 2 was all about, and 1, was Mm -hmm. all about the base building and kind of how your base was upgrading. You are not building a base. Is any of that in this game? You, You aren't building a base. You are researching various technologies. You have an armory where you can outfit your team. And you have, like both the regular equipment vendor and then like a black market vendor that will come around every so often. You can also set up like special teams in each district of the city. Your, your ultimate goal is to kind of suppress these terrorist groups while at the same time keeping like there's an unrest meter. And every time you fail to address an issue, like a mission in a district, like it's, it's unrest meter will, will rise. And so you're trying to keep the city from tipping over into anarchy. That's the alternative to the to the countdown from the other games, which is like you're counting down until the alien invasion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you can do things like, okay, now I have this mission coming up that will be this important story-driven mission investigating this faction, and I can do these other missions that might delay that a couple days and buy me a little bit more time to build up my squad or my equipment or whatever. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot going on in this. Uh, it is great especially for ten dollars i strongly recommend it if you have a pc or you know i'm sure it'll come to consoles eventually i also just ch- yeah i mean that's that's the biggest thing is it's like it seems perfectly suited to consoles because of i don't know just the tone and everything like that mm-hmm. it, it's not and that's what's a little weird um i just checked on it's so yeah it, i i think by the time you hear this it might be regular priced to yeah. be honest. So it, it does change uh it, or actually it might be the last day that it's 10 because it, then it goes to 20 so it's not like it's a full price game mm-hmm. uh very smartly uh, 2k has xcom 2 on sale for 15 dollars right now so you could get this plus xcom 2 for 25 dollars. that is so much tactics yeah. um it's almost like we have too much tactics because yeah. the other the next Gears game tactics is, is also uh, on our list is another tactics which is game. exactly what you think it's going to be it's XCOM but with gears um again no yeah. no base building but it is it's kind of pulled along by a story progression where you're having to get from point A to point B and like okay we need to go uncover the get, get these secret files now we need to hoof it back to our ride now we need to go and recruit more people to fight this guy ukon who's like a, a locust who creates other monsters and yeah it's it feels a little like i'm trying to figure out how to explain this like XCOM is sort of everything happens in 90 degree angles like you're swinging the angle of the room around you you go into overwatch whatever uh this yeah. is all like everything is feels very analog and organic like uh, just moving the camera freely. You're you're moving your your troops around, and instead of like um, 
you know, they don't have uh, like a range that they can move in so much as like, if you move this far, it will eat up three of your action points or this far, it's two of your action points. But it's still, it's still very focused on like finding cover and outflanking your enemies and outshooting them. And uh, you will, you have different weapons. You can, it, it's kind of nice because like, oh, if, and like XCOM, if your main gun goes dry, you can just pull out your pistol and start shooting, or you can pull out grenades and throw them, which is important for closing emergence holes. Well, the, and the pistol has that effect. It can interrupt overwatch, so you can use that to, to move to cover. Yes, yes, the disabling shot. So one thing I'll say about this is it, it's... It, dude, like, Gears is actually perfectly suited to tactics, like, because this is yeah. a cover-based, cover-based shooting game. It works well. I actually sort of like... I like that... I know what you mean about the analog feel where it's like, it's not so even like Mario Rabbids was very like right angles. Like here I am. And if I move here, I kind of mm. know whether or not that guy's going to be yeah, like you hit cover Q or, or E on your keyboard and it rotates the the screen like a yeah. certain amount. Yeah. But, but, but even this, it's like when you move to cover, one of the things I love is that it shows you if your percentage, if your hit percentage is low, uh, it shows you why it shows you sort of the calculation behind that mm-hmm. number versus XCOM, yeah. which is like, no, this is just the number. It's like, well, here's why your crit, your crit is higher. It's because you're here and he's behind this cover. Here's why your hits lower. And it kind of shows you the math behind it, which is like something that I've always wanted is like, why, why is it 10% now when it looks graphically like it should be a more clean shot? You know, um, I do love that. It's like, they they weave in the gears lore to it in into the gameplay where it's like you have your your chainsaw your lancer chainsaw and you can execute an enemy and then that actually gives your the rest of your team another ap and action point to do mm-hmm. other stuff yeah. uh if you have the the bayonet on your gun you can run and, and impale a dude with your bayonet the, mm-hmm. the grenades like michael said just like in the shooter they close the emergence holes they're like nope see ya yeah. it's um it's really smart the other thing is like XCOM, as much as I love the gameplay, has always felt a little dry as a series. Mm-hmm. And maybe, by the way, I just bought uh, Chimera Squad at your recommendation, Michael. So maybe I'll enjoy yeah. it that more. It'll feel less dry. But, um, um, one thing, I think both of these games kind of don't let your characters die. Like if a character mm. is down, you can, in both games, you can move to revive them. Yeah. I haven't actually had anyone die on me in Gears Tactics yet, but I know that when it does, it happens in Chimera Squad. Like you fail the mission and you have to oh, restart. Shit. Like that, you will, you cannot. Your your pool of agents is too small for you right. to sacrifice anybody. I think where I, where I was headed though was like you talked about like the story. It, so if you're worried that like oh they're going to take Gears and make it more kind of a dry tactics game it's yeah. like no the the cinematics are full quality gear yeah, cinematics yeah it feels like it feels like a missions. gear game that just gears game that just happens to play like a tactical game and it's it's a prequel you are playing as uh, Gabe Diaz who's yeah. you know Kate Diaz's father who yeah. met with an untimely end so maybe we'll see what happens I love. Is it Sid, the character that you do the tutorial with, yeah. the, the dude with the white uh-huh. mustache? Yeah, the guy with Just the eye fucking, patch. Fucking baller, dude. Yeah. Um, Come on, listen up, cupcakes. <laughs> I didn't didn't know that gears would work so well with tactics, but now it's kind of like, yeah, dude. Like this could easily be a really good secondary brand. It's kind of like I never have played the Halo Wars games, mm. but they always did intrigue me. Like I'm because I'm not a real time strategy guy, um, but they always look like, oh wow, they're really. And if you know the history of Halo, it started partially as a strategy mm-hmm. game on the Mac and all this, but 
they've always seemed to to do that well like here's how we take this lore and this brand and 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 put a different gameplay type on it and it's like yeah gears tactics i hope becomes a thing because it plays it's really fun it's really fucking fun dude it's and it's like a really it's nice to have another tactics brand out there that that um is an alternative to XCOM. yeah yeah absolutely and chris is looking at his phone so let's move this along uh streets of rage Uh four yeah, oh! which we haven't been able to play, but I'm sure is great. <laughs> it's out this week. I, I've I've read a couple reviews. Um, this is one of my favorite genres of anything. Yes. Period. Uh, I love it dearly, and it is usually a genre that is riddled with uh, what, what do you want to call it? Uh, unfairity <laughs> and needlessly needless difficulty because it's supposed to rape your quarters. Oh, yes, of course, and. I think this is the first version that doesn't care about that. Hmm. Does it tell you to trust in your fists because police will never help you? Well, was Streets of Rage <laughs> well, ever an arcade thing, or was it always a Genesis no, series? No, no, Streets of Rage. But but it was always it was it was always one of those things that was like, why am I not allowed to hit this person this way the way I've hit every other enemy? Hmm. And it would sort of cheese you out of victories that 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 the the brawler genre is kind of notorious for that oh yeah and and but like a fair brawler that's dense and long uh that's what i want to play mm-hmm. yeah and especially that you can unlock a mode where you can play as all the old sprites from all the old oh, characters cool. <laughs> yeah uh it, it, exactly like they're supposed to play uh, in the game i'm just so glad this genre is back cuz we had what river city girls last year yeah yep and people love that game. Oh, and I love that. Just but, as but, but Streets as Streets of Rage is a milestone, man. It's a fucking great, great game with great music. the The only one I've ever played is is two because it was on like a Genesis Greatest Hits collection that I had for some platform. I think Dreamcast. I'm a little bummed out they didn't include the other. Like, if you're just going to unlock all this other shit from other Streets of Rage, like, do you really expect the same person to have a deluxe version that's ten dollars more and includes all the Streets of Rage? It's like. No one's going backwards from this. No one. No. No, no. Uh, so, like, include them all. Yeah, do it. Why not? Do well, it. If anything, I, I hope this shows, like, how they can move that series forward. It's like, oh, yeah, this is what we right. have to do if we want to keep making these games. And, it w- of course, it will be through any person and developer other than the, than the people who originated it. <laughs> it, will, it will have to be through a fan. I didn't recognize um, the developer's name, to be honest. I the, saw who's making it. It looks site. like a BitTorrent site. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of them. Dot .emu or some shit like that? Like, yeah... But the game looks great. The game looks, yeah, it looks, so, it looks really it good. Looks, and I'm super excited about it. Very excited for this. Yeah. Um, other, just sort of a real quick thing to touch on. So Telling Lies was it was a game that came out on PC uh, last year. It's it's the same dude who did um, Her Story. It uh, came out it, with journalists eight <laughs> years ago. <laughs> yeah. So this, this is finally coming to console. I, I've played... Um, the mobile version of this, which actually I would not recommend that mm. version. It's kind of too hard to keep track of stuff. But um, if you liked her story and like that kind of st- asymmetric storytelling, we'll call it, where you're literally like kind of researching, trying to figure out what happened. It's it's if if you like that part, like deducing things and, and exploring and trying to be a de- detective, uh, it's it's a really good game for that. So I, I do recommend it. All right. And then Le- Legends of Runeterra is the... Um, riots that card game mm-hmm. that they're coming out with which i'm not into card games i don't know if you guys are into card games no but, uh, no Absolutely i like video not. games <laughs> <laughs> and did we we talked about the um blanking on the name the game that you worked on matt um that oh, chris remnant, loves remnant. remnant yes 
Oh, yeah, the, itself. Y'all just did some the DLC. The Remnant uh, Corsus DLC, the, the Swamp DLC. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's out. Yeah. So go play it. Uh, in the and, meantime, we and are And Predators, gonna... and Predator Hunting Grounds. Oh, right, yes, which yes. none of us played. No, no, no. I, well, I, 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 I stayed up with friends who played it. Oh, okay. And I will only say, if you're reading reviews, the reviews sound exactly like the reviews from Friday the 13th Ooh. in the first week. Oh, really? And yes. Well, I mean, because like, this is an impossible game to review, especially if uh, Ilphonic is going to stay up on it the same way. I don't know that that's the case, but uh, yeah. stay up on it the same way Friday the 13th did. And that was a game that like wholly changed. It is... I, for, according to friends of mine, it is is almost too authentic to the Predator, hmm. to the point where it's an asymmetrical multiplayer game where four people play as military gobbledygooks and Arnold. the Arnold, and then and then someone plays as the Predator, and at the end of the movie, everyone's figured out how to kill the Predator, and that's like the game. When the Predator pops out, like mm. it's very hard for him to go away. You have to wear his mother's sweater and uh, hit the mask off him with Tommy Jarvis. No, but that's the thing. There's nothing <laughs> like that. And Jason had teleportation what? abilities. Uh, the Predator doesn't. He has cloaking abilities, and you can still see him. Mm. No, Chris, what you haven't heard is actually Danny Glover shows up, says, I'm too old for this shit, mm-hmm. knocks off his mask, and kills him. That's yeah. how you beat the Predator. It, it has a bunch of stuff that, that I, I to me sounds really weird. It it, it 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 pads itself with like a bunch of AI soldiers you can kill in one hit that run at you for no reason huh. while you're trying to, the Predator's weird. hunting you and while you're hunting the Predator. Uh, the Predator is a little harder to play as, but Everything, almost everything, is to a T. The negativity is is the way people talked about Friday Thirteenth game. Which oh, you is know what's weird is I got course. more evolved vibes off this game. Like I, I thought it was it worked much more like a shooter than like. Well, I think uh, evolve evolve involved giant behemoth enemies instead of yeah. like an enemy that's roughly the same size of you, size as you, but like outmatches you with its abilities and cloaking uh, abilities. But it's it's it's. Somebody told me it's too authentic. So by the time you discover them, you're supposed to get to a chopper. I don't know what the reference is. I don't get it. I, I can't imagine. Um, mm-hmm. uh, like Schwarzenegger never said any lines referencing you can, a You can knock out the predator or kill the predator, but even then you have to kill like waves of AI enemies that are just like die in one hit and like is that is meant to here? approximate that one like village of guerrilla fighters in the beginning of that movie that they just Ooh, randomly kill? I don't prove- want to- yeah, <laughs> to prove how badass they are, like look how quickly they can kill these guys. <laughs> like, what it, the fuck? it looks to me like just like Friday the Thirteenth is a couple notches off of perfect, but is very authentic to the series. And they need to kind of buff the Predator himself up a little hmm. bit. That's what I'd heard. I, I'd heard that he dies. He he gets outnumbered and can die. It's too easily. it's it's very difficult to survive. Apparently. Friday the 13th game, you had a bunch of teenagers who were armed with walkie-talkies and one person might have a gun. Everyone has an automatic weapon and a secondary shotgun and can point it at the Predator in this game. One person's brother might have a headache. You never know. <laughs> I understood that reference. Uh, most of our listeners didn't, but uh, <laughs> but it's uh, it's apparently like it's Here not... Comes the Pred Pred. It's not perfect yet, and the only thing that scares me is that this is first party. And Sony should let these people work on this game for the next six months. The people who worked on Friday the 13th worked on it for like three years. 
Yeah. How weird is it that it's a first party? Like, was yeah. Predator was a Fox thing? It wasn't even like a Sony property. It's uh, this predates the no, Disney purchase. Disney I, I have, a, I don't have high hopes for it being developed long term because no. it's licensing licensing deals. But it, it, there, there's something here, and it's it's already cheaper than most games. But it's still like eh, three maps, five five person multiplayer. Like, it's a little. It's a little weird at, the, at this yeah. price point. It's at, also uh, going up against bucks. that uh, RE Resistance, the Resident Evil Resistance oh, that yeah. was shipped right. with three. The very Which similar. I'm positive is, is is more refined than this, but like if if it, if it's given again, Friday Thirteenth was not very well refined, um, and to me and and Dave became one of our favorite multiplayer games that has ever been created. Yeah, part of that was because everyone fighting Jason was so ill-equipped, and Jason was so very well equipped and this is sort of the opposite the predator doesn't have a lot of stuff going for him and everyone else is a marine <laughs> uh, mm. and it's not fun to watch even when you, if you die in, t- in two minutes you don't get a fun 15 minute predator movie uh, I think that's a big seriously I think that's a big drawback well we talk about it more Chris but we ain't got time to breathe no we gotta jump into I feel like we could cut the second half of the podcast in half if we just cut that sound down. Mm, it's a pretty long sound. <laughs> it really is. Uh, well, you have here The Last of Us 2 and Ghosts of uh, Tsushima. I always have trouble pronouncing that. Uh, have it. firm release dates, finally. They do. Everyone was worried that The Last of Us would kind of bump uh, Ghost of Tsushima back because when The Last of Us moved back and it did but it wasn't as bad as they suspected hmm. uh, so Last of Us Part 2 is now arriving June 19th which would have been during E3 but now that that's no longer happening is wide open mm-hmm. um, and Ghost of Tsushima only got bumped slightly to July 17th so one month later we're going to have two bangers yeah, back these are month, these are man. closer than I think any of us realize because our, our sense of time has completely broken down right but, uh, this is like a little more than a month away really right and it's it's also one month before the unveiling of whatever new console Sony yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which we still haven't seen it's wild man I mean, the thing is, like, I don't need to play Last of Us 2 because it already leaked and I saw the whole game. I, I, I am really actually d- avoiding the shit out of those leaks, but I'm, I'm, I keep seeing things Me like, too. oh yeah, people are spamming, uh, like, like trying to attack people by sending them Last of Us 2 spoilers. It's like, that's shitty. I'm sorry. Like, Th- I mean, yeah, throw on your, you can mute certain words on mm-hmm. Twitter. Do that now if you're like us and don't want to get spoiled. Like, yeah, you know, I, I, I mute the word Twitter.com. And I, it and I think it comes up for me. Uh, I've been paying some attention to the discourse around this. And from what I can tell, the uh, the current thinking on Twitter is that like this was done by disgruntled ex-employees who are lashing out at the, the crunch culture that produced the game. And uh, so there are a lot of divided loyalties around this. Some people saying like, no, this is a labor issue. You shouldn't care about spoilers. And others saying, look, I just want to enjoy the game on my own terms. Why, why does this, why, why, why do I have to be involved in a labor dispute? 
And and then there there's like another layer of assholes who are just like, ha ha, I know the spoilers now. I'm going to tweet them at you to be an asshole. Yes, yes. Snape kills Dumbledore. Yeah, Please exactly. drive by me and uh-huh. yell at his left. That's, yeah. that's the thing is I've never been a fan of spoiler culture. Like when it's just to, to be an asshole. Like I've never understood it. I guess I understand it. It's just it's like people. Like I bet if corpse. you go through those people's feeds, you can find a history of them not caring about labor disputes and mm-hmm. more caring about trolling people. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. So I, I mean, yeah, I have, a, I have a friend that's on that team, Arnie. He's, he's one of their kind of uh, heads of heads of community, and like, yeah, I just I feel bad for him because I know how how long and how hard they've been working yeah, on this. I'm sure, and, they have. You know, their whole deal is they're storytellers as a studio, and so if, if it's for any parts of that story to get out there before they intended, how, it, how it did that leak? That means that means like a hack, though, right? There's there's not a gold game, well, out or there. it's just a you don't you don't have to hack it if you've got a disgruntled ex employee who just wants to right. has has access to a bunch of secret files and is leaking the whole thing online. Yeah, right. and to be honest, I, I because I'm avoiding spoilers, I didn't look into this one too much. I don't know if it's cinematics that leaked or what, but I think it is the what I've heard is it, it reveals some pretty big plot points. But yeah. it's it's also like if so if it's like other Naughty Dog games, it's it's not necessarily about like, oh, here's the reveal or what happens. It's it's the journey and how you got there. And right. so like mm-hmm. I don't know, like I'm trying not to get spoiled on this, but it, even if I do, it's not like I'm not gonna play that game. Yeah, exactly. You know? like, so, oh, they know what happens. Therefore I want to cut myself off from this experience. <laughs> Right. Yeah. yeah. But it's shitty just because they they'd move the thing back because specifically they're like, we want you all to be able to experience this at the same time. And how, they know. No, no, no. Wait, if I may for a second, I support Please. all labor unions. Mm. Fuck you. <laughs> if you. If you feel like supporting labor unions involves spoiling everything they've done. Yeah, that's fuck not the way off. to go about it. You know, well, you I get mean, more, one more flies with honey than just, vinegar, right? Just being adjacent. Nah, it's, just, it's a shitty justification why people, like, like that's the kind of thing that loses people jobs, not keeps jobs. Mm. So fuck off with that horse shit. Uh, crunch is crunch, it should change. Uh, yeah, fuck off with that stupid horse shit. Yeah, it's, uh, it's one, like, obviously, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sympathetic, but even being just adjacent to these teams when yeah. things leak i can say like it is tremendously disappointing and and i can only imagine what it's like for them like you know what like like you've said on multiple occasions chris why spoil a surprise party it's not even a money thing it's just like the idea of, like you don't know what it's like to spend three years trying to plan a party for everyone mm-hmm. you have no idea yeah and and whether you're disgruntled or mad and it didn't go as well as you wanted. I don't think anybody wants the details thrown out yeah. like this. And, no and, one. And you don't want to see like, satisfied. I don't want guaca chips at this party. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, saying, saying, like, I, I've, I've also seen people say, like, yeah, I've seen the spoilers. And now I don't want to play the game. Like, well, if you use the labor dispute me, as a reason to show me a Last of Us Two spoiler in person, I would beat you up. Mm. That's. <laughs> That's. Yeah. <laughs> I would beat you up if you made me force me to watch that thing. I would beat you up. That's that's just the way it is. So do it on Twitter, and uh, I won't be there. But like, uh, you deserve what you get. <laughs> uh, speaking of leaks, uh, Michael, you might be speaking from firsthand experience because this is something I think we've we. It's been sort of an open secret in the industry. I believe it was Kotaku that might have broken this months ago. But the, the next Assassin's Creed has now finally officially been yes. confirmed. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I'm very yes. thrilled about this. Uh, and I'm, I'm especially thrilled because the more I find out about this time period that it's set in, the more interested 
I become that it is... It's not just the boat shit? It's not just the boat shit. You are playing as a Viking, but you are playing as... Did you know that the Vikings almost conquered England in the 9th century? No. Yes. Uh, So 9th century England was actually divided between four kingdoms. Uh, And then the Vikings showed up. They they had their, their raid at Lindisfarne, which is very famous. But what they... You don't see in a lot of, like, history class textbooks in high school is that the Vikings then started colonizing England. Michael, can I try to guess the, 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 the colonies? So we had, it was House Stark. No. House Lannister. All wrong, all wrong, all wrong. House Hagar the Horrible. Um, it was East Anglia, Northumbria, something else in Wessex. And uh, Wessex, like the three of the kingdoms fell to the Vikings uh, and only Wessex was left standing. And so this casts you as Eivor, a, uh, a Viking raider who can be male or female. And you are trying to establish a new settlement for your clan, fleeing the, the icy desolation and endless war in or- Norway. And you're founding a new settlement in England. And guess what? The English don't like you very much. So you have to survive. You have to find a way for your clan to survive. You have to raid for supplies. You have to launch massive battles against Saxon fortresses. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for this game. I haven't actually seen it in action, but uh, I'm sure it's going to be really cool. I think if you like Assassin's Creed, I don't. There's there's know a breakdown of the trailer news.ubisoft.com. There's my plug. I don't know how this isn't the thing you wanted to see for for like ten years. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. Like, I love assassins. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not huge into Viking theme stuff. I I think it's just fine. I I quite enjoyed the Viking campaign in For Honor. So for me, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Like, I'm excited because it's a new Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. game, and the Viking stuff is. But like, it is what it is. I didn't like, know it, about it's this not stuff me to with it. the Viking conquest of England. Like, I never, I, I knew that like the Vikings were a problem for England, but I never knew that like, oh, they set up colonies, and there was actually like an agreement for a bunch of years with like King Alfred of Wessex, King Alfred the Great, who who made peace with the Vikings and said like, okay, you can have this portion of England that we're going to call the Dane Law. And uh, that eventually went away. I think the Normans basically came in and kicked everyone's ass and transformed the country again. Yeah, hi, we're the Normans. Uh, like yeah, everyone we, we all speak Spain. French. You want to speak French? Those are my people. Like, my heritage is, is basically English, Irish, and Swedish. Uh-huh. And I really don't care that much about that history. Like, it's not, it doesn't interest me at all. But, but, but it's, it's never- fascinating because, like, you think you know it. And then you find out all these things. It's like, oh, it's very different from what I thought it was. Right. The, 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 what I thought I heard when I went to Iceland, which was founded by Vikings and mm-hmm. was their safe haven, is that they were formidable for like 20 years in that like, uh, oh, these people showed up and just started like stealing our shit and setting our stuff on fire and like, we'll be ready for them next time. And they were. And they, they it was really hard for them to hit the same place yeah. twice because they were just yeah. a bunch of fucking rabid weirdos yeah they were they were drifters and 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 like what's also interesting since you brought up for honor like i looked up like okay what's what the history behind so for honor of course is vikings versus uh knights versus samurai versus versus wulin and i looked up like uh did knights ever fight vikings and i found like a history thing so like you're talking about the same people (laughs) like vikings became knights like it's like asking could the Marines defeat, like the U.S. Marines defeat the uh, 17th century uh, 
British Army, something like I, that. I, I couldn't think of it. The Minutemen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I thought, I was like, you mean John Cena's version of the Marine or the Miz? Because I think Cena could beat the Miz. Yeah, I can't see either one. But it's, it's like this, <laughs> basically the same people, just hundreds of years apart. Look, look, all I'm excited about, a coworker brought this up, and I'm like, you are totally right. Um, Viking sea shanties. That's all I gave a shit about. That's good. Well, it's it's, it's really more because hoping. like they have the dopest ships and like um, the ship combat thing was something I don't want to say abandoned by Assassin's Creed, but like it, it, it didn't thematically fit in with other time periods. I mean, it came back in a big way in Odyssey. If you haven't played that, right? You should. It's, no, no, I did. At, but... at some point, Assassins became a, a sailing game, and I fucking love it. Like, yeah. it, it's like you can. I can almost judge how much I'll love an Assassins game by how much sailing is in it. But like, like Black I, Flag, I, tons. I, I used love to it. like ten years ago. I was covering a. I was covering at least four games that are canceled that involved sailing the high seas, and it was too hard a thing to do. Hmm. And hmm. and most games didn't bother with it. So it's nice to see that a AAA publisher is gonna. Make that a reality for real. I like the teaser, uh, which so one of the the things the Kotaku story pointed out um, was in the Division Two. There were posters hanging all up around the mm-hmm. P- Potomac uh, Event Center that promised a graceful, powerful work of opera called Valhalla. Hmm. And um, yeah, the so now this game, it's like oh, they were fucking teasing their next project. I love that. It's kind of like that the game that was teased in Watch Dogs Two that apparently never happened. I don't hmm. I don't know anything about it. It's but. a Pixar thing. Um, yeah, you never know what you're going to get until three years later. <laughs> yeah. Which I think uh, Bungie did that. They teased Destiny in, in um, a Halo game hmm. at one point, too. So they well, they, they tease it because it looks... The, the Destiny logo is Master Chief's jockstrap. I'm serious. Look at his crotch. <laughs> it's the Destiny logo. It, it, yes. It looked, I, I have noticed that about mm-hmm. that logo myself. It's been pointed out many times. Yes. Um, all right. So we got a little bad news here. Uh-oh. Hopefully you no. guys uh, didn't get it. But uh, Nintendo confirmed that over 160,000 accounts might have been hacked. Ouch. Um, there is a way to verify if you've been hacked or not. So if you if you go into Nintendo's like account system, you can look at your login history. Uh, and it's under sign in and security settings, and you can check where the people have logged in from and which devices. And so if you do not recognize like a location or a device, you've probably been hacked. And so you should definitely, um, if you have credit card info stored under your account, probably take that from your account. And then at the very least, like even if you're not sure, um, it's probably a good time to change your password and mm-hmm. enable two-factor authentication if you if you have not i mean i cannot encourage you enough for almost every service just enable that fucking thing it's oh, a pain in the ass yeah. don't, don't, don't tell Google us like, like, like uh nintendo offered that in the beginning <laughs> it's uh, shocking i i am going through a thing um uh i have i have a friend on facebook it's like my my son loves mario games it's and i'm like i have a bunch of mario games i'm sitting on what can i give him um and I had to load up my Wii U uh, for the first time. And when was the last mm-hmm. time you loaded up your Wii U? Um, and, and but that's all t- attached to the same account, and that that system is notoriously broken and the worst system Nintendo has ever put out. The mm. Wii U. Yeah. Well, you, spoken like someone who's never played the Virtual Boy. But continue. No, but but <laughs> like the Virtual Boy didn't have like online accessibility. Mm. And uh, and didn't have online infrastructure that that is uh, 
whatever. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> I hope yeah. I, I'm drunk and, and tired. The silver lining here, just by the way, so no credit card, Nintendo confirmed no credit card info was actually released. I, um, I, I know for a, for a fact nobody charged anything on my credit card, but there's a high probability my account was compromised. Well, but they got enough info where if uh, they, they basically can get... So it looks like email addresses, uh, country and region, and date of birth, were, were, which it, a lot of these hackers, when they, they will they'll go to kind of reverse engineer a lot of this stuff, they, they can, if they call up the right credit card company, they might be able to get your info just by providing date of birth and email. Mm. So just change your shit if you, if you don't know. Like, go ahead and change just it. And then change my date of birth. Yeah. yeah. All right. And then I ran into the trouble that, like, uh, I, I found all the wires for the Wii U so your kid can play Mario Kart. But I couldn't find the thing that powers the controller, and the controller is half your system, and this will not work without that. No, no. Uh, Was wasn't that one of the first USB C devices out there? No, 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 not even close. Not even close. It's a it's proprietary as fuck. Because I have two (laughs) different (laughs) fucking docking stations that have different inputs, Uh, and yeah, yeah. I I was so infuriated by that. Like, um. Yeah, I want to give you this free thing, but it might cost you ninety dollars to buy this wire. Whoops! <laughs> <laughs> For this to be this Uber collector who charges your Wii U gamepad. Yeah, this game won't work with, work without the gamepad. Sorry. Yeah. Um, next bit of news here. So we uh, we were speculating a little bit ago, but it looks like uh, 2K confirmed that WWE 2K1 or 2K21 is canceled. Uh, it is there's not going to be a 2K uh, WWE 2K game this year but we are getting 2k wwe 2k battlegrounds which is like an arcade wrestler uh developed by saber interactive this is the same people who did world war z and the nba playgrounds games. more my style anyway that that playgrounds game was amazing it's it's an arcadey wrestling thing which guys fucking john cena does a fucking dragon punch in the trailer that's pretty much all you need to know does that mean everyone Um, has big heads so the body proportions are odd and especially with the female performers it's like that whoa those don't look right um it's cartoony in style like i'm hopeful because it's like oh are we getting another wwe all-stars game because i'm down for that like i love that kind of game so i mean but what if what if wwe is one of those things like ah this year's version sucked like well maybe there shouldn't be a version every year like the Hmm. basketball and baseball games that this comes to the same thing so yeah, that the next next uh, official game is canceled. But we got battlegrounds to look forward to. Um, something else to look forward to is uh, Final Fantasy VII. Mm. And you guys have to explain to me how this is news because I kind of thought we already knew this. Right. But Tetsuya Nomura and Yoshinori Kitase they were explaining in um, a book about the development of Final Fantasy VII. Uh, so there's a book called the Ultimania book. They explained that they're breaking development up into smaller chunks in order to let the releases come out faster, which I thought we already sort of knew. Like, yeah, you're, you're doing this in episodes so that it's not this one huge thing. Mm. But sort of when you read between the lines, they're, they're, so the translator uh, is saying, basically Nomura is saying if they focus on shorter stories within the overall story, uh, let's say focusing entirely on Junon alone is a crazy idea. It'll be much faster to develop as opposed to taking the OG story in big chunks and developing those as whole installments. So kind of reading between the lines there, it looks like they're going to, instead of 
the big chapter like this episode one is or whatever they're calling this first version of the remake the future versions are going to be kind of pieced out into smaller hmm. pieces um I don't know how I feel about that, to be honest. I I don't believe him. <laughs> I think that's that's I think he's lying, because uh, before we saw one second of footage, we knew who was developing this game. It was CyberConnect, and they were pulled off the project over a year ago. Hmm. Yeah. So if this was the case, who's developing the next one? I bet you don't know. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying this is a Sonic Four situation. I, I will where we also don't say, CyberConnect Cyber might make the best looking video games in the entire yeah. industry. They so. might make the best fan service for weeboo shit in the, in the universe. <laughs> but uh, but like yeah. like hearing that, it's a little disappointing on its face. But at the same time, uh, having finished Final Fantasy VII remake, I am. Just eager to see whatever they come up with next. Yeah. I don't it's care what my, it is. Yeah. 30, 35 hours in, it's my game. It's it's the front runner for my game of the year. Uh, I have no problem with it. I, I am not. But I do have a bunch of friends who are just like, oh, I heard you never leave. It ends when you leave Midgard. Like, have you played a game in like 10 years? Like, what do you care? Yeah. It's still like, 40 hours, dude. It's still yeah, a huge like, game. Like, this took me forever and is thoroughly enjoyable. I, I, I played this yeah. before and the story has never been this. Uh, prescient. Um, I, I I really like it. I really like it a lot. Stay tuned for Video Game Apocalypse Sky Den. It's the smaller chunks thing that it is getting me. Like I'd be okay if they were like, okay, we're going to tackle kind of the main parts of the story, just like this first one in Midgar, where it's like big forty-hour chunks at a time. But what I'm hoping this doesn't mean is like we're going to have a mobile game over here that's this story, and then this uh, other game over here, like they do with Wow, Kingdom I never, I, like, I will do eco-terrorism if they if they announce <laughs> that. I will fuck, I will throw things through their window. If I have to play this shit on an Android first, I will fucking... Yeah, if, oh if they God. come out with Final Fantasy VII Remake 358 by two days, whatever it's called, like... Uh, yeah, it's uh, going to suck. It's, it's, it's disconcerting because from what they said, CyberConnect is not working on this game anymore. Hmm. No, it's not. It's not. It, it, it's not. And, and who else is? Is there a, a version of this coming out soon? When? We don't know enough. Hello? Yeah, we don't know enough about it. And like, and like, oh, the ending's crazy. Like, I don't know that. I never finished the first game. I don't know that at all. Mm. Uh, Are you going to take another five years to make this? That's the thing is I feel like it's a missed opportunity. Like, this is the window where if I were them, I would have announced the next game in some rough timing. Like, this is being worked on. Here's just working on it um, while everyone's talking about this game. They still have a little more time in this window to do that. But um, my guess is the reason they haven't done that is they probably don't know. My my, fr- my friends who are saying, like, I heard it's only a fifth of the game. Like, it's, it, it's roughly one. It's r- roughly four fifths of the original game in this game. And it's fucking great. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. And it's way better, in my opinion, than the original game. Well, it's it's like what happens in the first five hours of the original game, but it's it's it happens over forty hours. Yes. Yeah. So But it's way it's it's way better. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. It's in awesome. terms of number of episodes, so Katase he he acknowledged that the speculation and a lot of people are thinking it's going to be three parter. He just says they're taking it one step at a time, and he doesn't actually know. He's mm-hmm. like, we 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 don't know how the story is going That's to play out. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, like because they're talking. Well, to be honest, hundreds of millions of dollars so, for all of those my, games. My, right? my gut feeling says games. eight parts. 
So every other it's year, nuts, man. we'll get one. Yeah. yeah, I think the conservative estimate is like it, it's five parts, and who's making the next one? We don't know. We're just playing it by ear. Mm-hmm. Go fuck yourself. We're wild. You rebels. can't do that. <laughs> I mean, how does the next mainline Final Fantasy fit in? Like, when do you when do you launch sixteen at that point? You know. Yeah. yeah well, uh, I'm just, I, I, I'm just hoping wow. it's not like a, a star like a Disney Star Wars situation where it's like you find out after the fact it's like oh they've been playing a game of story pass between different people and making it up as they go along like why wouldn't you just plot this out in advance sick of star wars patreon.com slash time hey hey could you imagine how how mad people would be like uh when's the next star wars movie coming out and like it depends on when john favreau writes the second season of, <laughs> of mandalorian and like oh you fucking asshole i hate john favreau now um like, yeah uh, well because there there are realities of of being a human being where it's like people get old or people die mm-hmm. and you're like um you, sometimes it's like it yeah. does pay to have all that shit laid out in advance the good news is it is laid out in advance there's a game called final fantasy 7 that is a complete game that is that, that well, came well, out you know i'm positive they have a contingency plan for ff7 remake uh and they're not telling us yet because to tell us how what time period took place would would let us know how many episodes the game will be mm. and the reality is every one of those episodes are released on next gen hardware yes and there's 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 no reason to buy a couple of my friends have been skeptical like why don't i just wait for the whole version man like i don't know because you don't live in i like what was like I don't want to watch Gone with the Wind on VHS. I w- there's this thing called Laserdisc. I want to watch it there. I'll wait three years to watch this movie. I'll wait, I'll I'll wait never do five that. years to play the Mario Saga. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to play it on NES. If if oh. I'm being honest, I I would bet uh, that this game, 7 Remake, will stretch into the next generation after this. Yes, this no, generation. I think PS6. I don't want to see it Sonic Ford and Forgotten About. Mm. It won't, it, won't it won't be. be. I don't think so. No. And once this, again, this first one did way too well. Everyone forgot to ask for Sonic 4 Episode 3 and 4, which was part of the, the promise, because we hated Those it so much. Those games were never very Well, that's, good. that's the difference, is, is 7 Remake Episode 1 is getting universally It's praised. really good. It's and, really and good. good. It's sales, totally worth so. your time, yeah. especially during this blobbity look. Anyway, right. I'm drunk. I love you. Money talks and bullshit walks. Speaking of bullshit, that is all the news that's fit to play, Jim. Yes, thank you. Um, community segment. Let's move on to that. It's segmenting community hour. Uh, last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was, <laughs> is there a game in the series you loved that made you lose interest in the series or just skip that game and why? Uh, VigiGamePocalypse.com first responder was Trick the TM, who says, I think the series I loved that I fell off of was Halo. After anticipating 3 so much, even enough to buy that stupid Spartan helmet release at launch... (laughs) The cat helmet. I I have that. Uh, My disappointment with 3, in addition to thinking ODST seemed lame from the trailers, made me drop the series. 3 was really good, though. Uh, It never got more wonderful than 3. I don't get it. It was all downhill from there. I am going... ODST was good as well. ...back to play the later games via Master Chief Collection now to see what I missed. Side note... Glad to hear the love for bed knobs and broomsticks. Fuck hey. yes. You can always depend on me for that. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Neon Genesis 
Evan Garfield says, I never moved over to 3D Metroid, so I look back on the franchise as if it stalled out after the 90s. I know I'm wrong, but Nintendo doesn't make GameCube shit easy to play right True. now. Give me F-Zero GX, you cowards. So, my answer is Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> okay. He's <laughs> got three series in there. But, uh, can you imagine like if someone had not played Metroid Prime, like how confused they would be and mm. just like... It's been so long since I remember, the like, 2D versions. Re- remember the outrage? I feel like every time Nintendo reinvented anything on the GameCube, there was like huge outrage where like, Zelda's cartoony now! And like, oh no, this is wonderful. They're making Metroid into a first-person shooter! Oh no, it's amazing. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, th- that might be the generation I learned like, hey, shut the fuck up mm-hmm. and trust Nintendo. Trust Nintendo. What Whatever they doing. do is yeah, probably going to be good. Maybe the fat people who do nothing but eat have no idea how to make food. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's that's what I've learned. Mm. Mm. That's some shade. It, it turns out, like, yeah, you throw cheese on that, something you're familiar with, you'll buy it. Yeah, you'll yeah, eat it. Yeah. Speaking of shade and shadows, Chris, we take the next one from Jason Cromer. Uh, Jason Cromer says, uh, Castlevania Lords of Shadow. It doesn't have uh, the great music and doesn't play anything like any other games. <laughs> I, I don't care for combo-based combat. Yeah, it was it was kind of more like the, the yeah. God of War Castlevania. It didn't quite fit. Mm. Um, but Daniel Peckham says, sadly, Borderlands 3. I've been addicted to the Borderlands game since about 2011 and have played every game with absolute zeal and joy. I've built props, bought the tie-in comics and books, bought the figures, and even cosplayed as my own Borderlands character. I sprang for the $100 Deluxe Edition of Borderlands 3, and even though I have the season pass for all the DLC, I just can't bring myself to load Borderlands 3 to finish it. The writing felt sloppy, neutered, and forced, and it just didn't have the same humor and charm the rest of the franchise has. It was dull, sloggy, and they replaced David Edding's Claptrap with a listless, grating sound-alike. Claptrap has been my favorite character until Borderlands 3. With this new voice actor, I truly understand why all the other characters in the games hate the Claptrap units. (laughs) Every line of his dialogue was like nails on a chalkboard, and not for the first time, I wished someone had slapped Randy Pitchford for screwing over David Edding's. Isn't that weird how David Eddings was like their legal guy or something, but he mm-hmm. was also like the most famous also character. Also Claptrap. Yep, yep. Yeah. He uh, also delivered like a eulogy for a, for a, like, I'll never forget that guy. Hmm. You can't replace him now. Nope. Uh, also, uh, Daniel Peckham made a, made a sexy moxie when he cosplayed as her. Just going to say it right now. Ooh. All right. I'm too hard to do the rest of the show. <laughs> now out. Now out. Uh, Kelly Ryan says, don't have time for a video response this week. I think Konami has a weird way of making me drop their series at three. Well, at least they can count to three, Valve. Um, mm-hmm. Loved Metal Gear Solid and Silent Hill, but couldn't get into three of either of those series and haven't touched them since. Heard I'm not missing much with Silent Hill, but M- MGS I regret because I've heard those were good. Also, thanks for the compliments on my hair. I was going for, <laughs> I was going for Furiosa from Mad Max, but I think I ended up with Casino Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Red Rock 963. Okay, great. I can assure you, Red Rock, you did not end up with Casino Grandma, no, although that is no, some no, no. fucking fiery self-shade <laughs> right there. I love it. We do have a few video responses. First from Cody Smith, who says... What is up, Video Game Apocalypse crew? This is Cody, not a Cajun Cripple or Smith here, and I am uh, doing a response for your question of the week last week. 
uh, which is which is what is a series that you have fallen off and just cannot play right now? Sure. The, the series for me, uh, I, I could go with Final Fantasy. You guys had talked about that one to death, but uh, the biggest one for me is Kingdom Hearts. So when <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3 was coming out and I saw that it was coming out on Xbox One, I, I was like, okay, cool. Well, I'll, I'll get the 1.5 and 2.5 remakes to go through it. And so, I, you know, I'll be caught up on the story. Um, so a few things, uh, my reasons are threefold, really. Um, number one, it was great, you know, for, for my kids to watch because it has Donald and Goofy and Little Mermaid and, and print, you know, princesses and all that stuff. So, you know, it's, it's something I can play while they watch. So that was, that was something, but you know, uh, the amount of hubris built into the series, I was there for it all, like through the DS games, through the 3DS games. Um, but you know, when I went back to it and just like, there's so much tedium in the gameplay. And on top of that, you have Donald running around just like, wah, 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 and then Goofy going like, well, fuck Donald. I saw you just stubbed your toe on a coffee table. Here's a high potion. And it's just like, God damn it. This is so frustrating. And so I, I just, I, along with just what ended up being Kingdom Hearts 3 from what I've heard of reviews and stuff like that, I just had no desire to go back to it and probably never will. Uh, so there's a great video on YouTube called a good enough summary of kingdom hearts. It's a half hour. If you want to find out what happens in kingdom hearts, watch that. Don't go back and play the games, but, uh, yeah, thank you so much for a great show. And, uh, we'll be talking to you later. Thanks Cody. The games are fun, but like I, I yelled last uh, two weeks ago, final fantasy seven remake is kingdom hearts. And I wasn't lying. But it's really good Kingdom Hearts. But it's Kingdom Hearts where the story sort of makes sense. It is, um, and it's not. It's, it's it's Square trying to make everything for everybody. Hmm. And the idea, like, do you remember the succeed. stealth pot game? Okay, okay, that part was bullshit, but every part other part of that bullshit. game was Do great. you remember the uh, pull-up and squat minigames? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're fucking, they're mandatory and terrible. In like in there in the dance the dancing game is the best thing I've ever seen from a fucking is, square game. That is so unexpectedly minigame. amazing, and that they figured out a way to make a quick time event where you can focus on the action on screen without yep. worrying about missing your button cue is kind of amazing. Yep. And and never do it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never do it again. There are so many awful mini games in in Final Fantasy VII that are evidence that they are inspired by Kingdom Hearts. Mm. Uh, I I didn't I I didn't want to personally let that go. I mean, also Cody, I've watched that that Kingdom Hearts in thirty minutes video. I still don't know what the fuck went on in those games, <laughs> so it doesn't really do much for you. It's uh, I played every single one. I don't get it, and it, it it's not worth getting. <laughs> it's not. It's really not. It's just no. It's not. That game is all about pure dopamine of like. Ooh, I love Disney characters. Look, I know this character, and now I, get I can to summon the genie. He sounds like Homer. I love it. It's yeah, it's it. All right. It. Also, uh, shout out to Cody. He hosts a show called Laser Style, which is a show all about Ow. the laser time community, where what? he like interviews community members. So uh, props to him for doing that. I was on an episode, which is the most meta shit ever wow. to have a host be on a show about the community. Anyway, uh, thank you for doing that. I I agree, Cody. I will do it next week. Sorry. (laughs) Whenever you need me. Uh, And also Joe Tonello, who comes to us from the bowels of a hospital. What's going on, VGA? It is Joe Tonello, the Hypochera, here at work at a hospital, just getting done transporting patients. Uh, Question of the day. Uh, Assassin's Creed 3. And set 4 too, but my answer is Assassin's Creed 3. Mostly because... Ezio was just such a huge personality 
that Connor really killed the series for me, and I have not picked up the Assassin's Creed games since Odyssey, because pirates really don't interest me. Uh, Connor's bland personality killed it for me, and, well, I mean, that's it. It was just my favorite for reasons. Take it easy, guys. Stay safe. Thanks for the short answer. Um, I will just say uh, you are missing out. Assassin's Creed 4 is great. Odyssey is fantastic. And Origins is really good, too. And so is Syndicate. Yeah, yeah but how did he dip out on fucking 3 and play Odyssey? That, that's that's what's funny is like, he's, <laughs> he's like, I haven't played one since Odyssey. I'm like, that's that's the best one. But yeah. also, also yeah, the, the most, most recent, recent but I haven't played one since Odyssey either. <laughs> I, I want to give props to the one that everyone always misses. But I think it's one of the best ones is Syndicate. Syndicate is, yeah, Syndicate is great. so good. So Syndicate was Ubisoft Quebec before they did Odyssey. Is that the one Doctor Doom plays with his eyes in the wonderful Fantastic Four movie? Um, Sorry. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. I'm too drunk to make that sentence. We're all pretty drunk, so... I once wore Doctor Doom's jacket at the Fox offices. Oh, God. It was uh, Julian, whatever that guy's name that was on that show about plastic surgeons. Yeah, yeah. I, wear that uh, got, I, I can't even remember what it's called. Oh my god, I'm so old. Nip Tuck. Thank you, Nip Tuck. Nip Tuck. Okay, new question of the week: What is a game you played over the course of a year or more, and why? Um, I'm just gonna say uh, Zelda Two: The Adventure of Link. I played well over the course of a year um, because I didn't have many other games and that game was fucking hard as balls before you could unle- <laughs> like just look up easy strategy guides online you had to rely on your friends to tell you like oh you have to go here and fi- find out how to do the down thrust and then uh, when I got that stuff and got to a place where I thought I was in a, in a good position to go forward and finish the game I lent it to a friend of mine for a couple of weeks foolishly, and he said, like, oh, my little brother started to play it, and he erased your save, sorry. And I remember crying in front of my father, uh, <laughs> because this had done Captain that, like, this was months of work. And he's like, why do I care? Clean the garage. <laughs> and, and it always then, needs cleaning. And then it took a, a, a minor epiphany. Years later, playing not not too many years later, obviously because I was playing the first Ninja Gaiden, and I was doing that thing where you would like play to a certain point and leave your uh, NES on pause for like right. days at a time. And he was like coming over, was like, oh, "Do you have any sports games? Can we play a game on your NES?" And like, well, I've got this this game paused. I don't really want to interrupt. And it's like, well, you got to this part once, right? Like, you can do it again. You're right. Yeah. I absolutely can. Why am I hung up about this? Yeah, fuck it. Let's reset it and play That's something else. the first else. encouragement my father has ever given yeah. me <laughs> in terms of video games. Let's do yeah, it. anyway. Someone else. No, I, 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 I'm I, the same way. That like um, uh, The uh, dichotomy, I don't think we, we grew up with bad parents, but none of them were uh, very kind to bad saves and an NES failing. Whereas we as as parents will be. Mm-hmm. What? Your save was deleted? That's fucking terrible. Oh my god. Let me sing you to sleep in my arms. Do you want ice cream? I'm so sorry. Like that <laughs> that shit sucks. 
Whereas our parents were not in any way. No, what does this have to do with your stupid shitty game? Fuck you, kid. <laughs> we like like we will always like all of us will be compassionate towards that thing. But uh but uh uh Oh, this means you're playing video games less? Great. Salute Diamond Dog Dave Rudden. I've played Enter the Gungeon uh sporadically throughout the last three years and have never gotten tired of it. Uh I I don't I, I don't it's not an addiction, but like I it's awesome. It's it's never not fun. You can you never really forget how to play it. Um and I have I have not finished it and more than happy to buy the new one. <laughs> but Yeah, yeah. So so that's a that is a good that's a good one, and, and yet Dave yeah. fucking still plays those games, man. He loves Dude, those games. If you're on Dave's friends list, he opens us up like every other day. It's very weird. Are you not playing Animal Crossing? No need. I will be like in Ring Fit Adventure in the morning because Dave and I sort of like we're on each other's friends list so we can like compare stats, and then it'll be like, uh, Dave Rudden is currently playing, and I'm like, wait a minute, you're not working out, motherfucker. You're doing, you're fucking into the Gungeon right now. What are you doing? <laughs> Wake up in the morning into the gungeon so that every mouth can be fed. Sorry. So my cop-out answer would be like Destiny. But I feel like that's cheating because those are games that are designed to play over the course of several years. But I I would say in terms of console games, Destiny is the only like side piece game I've had where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to play a little bit of this and then go back to whatever I'm playing because what i tend to do is is like what i did with trials of mana is i'm just kind of ocd i'm gonna play the shit out of this thing and i'm gonna focus on this thing and obsess about it and get it out of the way um but there's one game that i played over the course of several years because i never owned it and never really beat it until later in life and that was legend of zelda link to the past Hmm, Uh, so to riff on your zelda thing michael it's like I always had to rent that game, and I could never beat it before I had to return it. Like, I would get to the end of the game, fucking Dark World stuff, and then it finally just took me, I, th- I think, like, on, on a classic collection. Like, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to finally beat this game, and, and yeah, I finally got through it. But it was over the course of several years of, like, beating, having to restart, because the save back then, kids, was on the fucking cart. It was not on, like, a, a save card or, or on your system, and so... Uh, yeah, when I returned that thing to Blockbuster, there went my save because the next kid was like brutal. Like I'm fucking deleting Matt's save. I don't give a shit. Yeah, about who's this save. fucking asshole? Fuck you, Matt. Yeah. Seriously, fuck works. you. But I'm I'm trying to let a kid borrow my Switch, and it's the same thing. Like all your shit saved on the card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <On> the- <laughs> That's true. You got to make a backup, man. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. All right, so what is a game that you played over a year or over the course of a year or more? Uh, let us know. Go to VigiGameApocalypse.com. Answer under the comments for episode 365. Ah. Alternately, you can hit us up on the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer or just ping us at VG Apocalypse on Twitter. Anyway, that's been our show. Let's grab some plugs. Chris, what do you got? Ooh, well, we got uh, Sick of Star Wars, uh, still episode two. <laughs> I hate saying it like that because I don't want to. We have over seven hours of Star Wars content for you on Patreon.com slash Laser Time. How much Star Wars is there, actually? <laughs> and we have, And we have not talked about that many movies, mm. to be honest. Have, have you long, outpaced long the show. amount of available movies yet? Uh, I hate Rise of the Skywalker so much. I do, too. Anyway, it's awful. Uh, but but it's been fun so far in in terms of like 
Star Wars is a benchmark for all of us. Even if you think you're a nerd who's above it, you're not. Mm. Um, we're we're all susceptible. It's fun to listen to. Check it out. I I'm very proud of it. Uh, and thank you to Adam of Padukin and uh, uh, Jeremy of Tweakalicious uh, TV. He streams a bunch of weird historical games, and Adam does a, a, a podcast uh, for us every every other week about arcade games. And you you heard me in the beginning. I love I love my arcade machine. I love it. Congratulations again. I know I got it for nothing, <laughs> literally. And then uh, we've been talking about, we've already been teasing the hell out of the uh, Apocalypse Guide-In show, all of the spoiler cast all about Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to do that. And then uh, we were just talking, give you a little peek of that, we were talking about the uh, 30 2010 Video Games Edition for April, which we will be recording here soon, and, and that will be up uh, available exclusively to patrons at patreon.com. All of you need to, to play Excite Bike Soccer. I want to <laughs> Excite by 64 Soccer. Everyone huh. needs to know it. It's fucking great. That's a real thing? It's a real thing. Wow. Excite by 64. I am too drunk to say that word. Hmm. Not as good as the Rayman Soccer from, was it Legends or Origins? Which one? Which one yes. of those had a record. Actually, a really fucking fun soccer know. game. Yeah, it's, called, it's called Kung Foot, by the way. Kung Foot in, uh, oh. in various Rayman games. I think began with Legends and is available in other ones. But anyway, uh, as always, you can follow this show on Twitter at VG Apocalypse or me personally at Wikiparas. That's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you again next week. Ah, just what I'd expect from a Welshman. (laughs)